Like learning something I love Go, so I gotta... Well, thank you for this. trusting me. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Worlds Away, an actual play storytelling <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Wait a second, Mo. Who said you could do the announcements? You know I'm DMing. All right, sorry. I'm the DM. Is that how we're actually no, starting? I'm the DM. No, I'm... I think this is how we're starting this. I'm absolutely not the okay. DM. <laughs> it's time for something a little different, y'all. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Worlds Away, an actual play storytelling podcast. I will be your GM today. My name is Haley Daria. And with me, Woo! We, <laughs> with me, we have uh, John Ossip. Howdy. Moshitara. Happy holidays, everyone. Lauren Wilbanks. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and Michael Morales. I. Alrighty, so as you may have guessed, this is our holiday special, and oh, yeah. uh, John Yay. has passed over the reins. Dears. It was a big step, but I believe in us. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our first ever holiday special, which I have decided to call a Hemsworth holiday. This game, we're going to play over two sessions, and it is inspired by holiday movies like Hallmark, Netflix, um, and that genre. Uh, those kind of tropey romantic stories that are set usually around Christmas. And I think they'll be a lot of fun. I personally have never been a huge Christmas or winter holidays person, but maybe ironically, I love these movies. And when we were discussing the idea of doing a holiday special, it was kind of the first thing that sprang to mind and I was really excited to do it. So Luckily enough, uh, there's actually a game system called Hometown Holiday by Nick Torville that actually perfectly fits uh, exactly what we were trying to do. So that's the game system we'll be using today. You will be able to see a link to it in our episode description and our show notes. And I highly recommend checking it out. It's really not expensive and it's a pretty easy game to get started uh, if you're a first time GM like me. I'm definitely a little nervous but uh, because of, you know, the mechanics of this are, are pretty straightforward um, and it's, it's really more about letting the characters interact. Uh, it was it was a great uh, way to start, I hope. Alrighty, So uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the system and uh, how it works. It is um, similar to a lot of uh, PBTA games. So we'll be rolling two D6s or you all will be. I won't. And uh, like normal, like we're used to six and below is a fail. Rolling seven to nine means a partial success and 10 and above is a total success. Uh, in this game, there are three stats that are 
going to describe how your character interacts with the world. We have sweater, uh, which describes your physical skill, cocoa, which describes your mental skill, and cheer, which describes your social skills. Uh, each of you will have your own um, stat modifiers, uh, and we'll talk more about that with your roles. But one of the major parts of this system is the idea of the love interest. So um, in my mind, you don't have a true Hallmark-style holiday movie uh, without a romantic plot and a love interest. Um, the point of this game is each of you will be playing characters who are trying to pursue that love interest and um, and win them over. So you all are the protagonists of our movie and the love interest is the object of your affections. The way that you mm. win the game <laughs> is to achieve a happy ending with the love interest. And that would be, of course, in true Hallmark style fashion, uh, a chaste, totally non-sexual uh, kiss. <laughs> Just two I nubs know. mushing against each other. Can, can there be a team win? Uh, yes, there can. Already that is proposed a giant orgy. Really yeah. knocking out of the park. It's 2023. <laughs> if there's not a holiday special that includes a polycule, I don't know what we're doing here. What is modernity even? That is a possibility in the rules. And <laughs> I will say that we are going to be doing, we're probably going to end up deviating a little bit from the exact setup of um, the rules and, and how you win. Uh, so, so we'll, we'll just see, but yeah, that's definitely an option. Um, okay. So then in terms of the roles or, you know, the class the archetype, whatever you want to call it, uh, there are about six that came with the game. Each of them is kind of just a description of a trope from this genre, and each role has its own modifiers to those three stats, sweater, cocoa, and cheer. And there's also a special skill that your character can invoke at various times during the game. There's also the mechanic of a secret objective. So as we start this game, each of you is going to roll a D6 that uh, will, and each of those numbers will correspond to a secret objective that's listed on your character sheet. That could be something like um, an additional goal that you're trying to achieve. Uh, it could be a, um, you know, you're trying to mess with someone else's objective. Um, there, there's a couple different, op you know, there's six different options for each player. And whatever your objective is, you will keep it secret. Don't tell anyone else, except if you accomplish it, then you can kind of put your hand up and say, hey, I got my secret objective. And um, that will gain you some advantage in uh, your pursuit of love interest and winning the game. Okay. Ooh. So uh, I'm just going to give you a little bit about our setting. Uh, the town of Hemsworth is uh, just your typical charming small town that has a very big connection to the holidays. Uh, so you are all going to be participating in the Hemsworth holiday hamboree, uh, which is their uh, annual winter festival. And you'll each be meeting the love interest in the course of this session and trying to get to know him a little bit better. I'll kind of give you a little bit more information as we go, but now I think it's time to meet your characters. Mike, let's start with you. Can you give us your character's name, the role you chose for them, the skill that you chose from the character sheet, and a couple sentences about your backstory? Yeah, so I'm playing uh, Harry Finkelstein, uh, and my role is Heart of Main Street. 
Harry Finkelstein runs Harold's House of Halloween, a business that he inherited from his father. It is Hemsworth's one-stop shop for all things Halloween. Uh, but although you know, being, running the Halloween store is his profession, uh, hot sauce is his passion. And so within the House of Halloween is the Hot Sauce Hollow. Um, and Harry's <laughs> lifelong dream is to get one of his sauces featured on Hot Ones. And uh, yeah, that's it for the backstory. And I chose the crafty skill, which reads as uh, you've become pretty skilled in various kinds of handiwork by running your own business for so long. Whether it's making decorations from scrap uh, materials or f- fixing a leak, you've learned from the on the job experience. And Perfect. I'm going to roll now for my secret objective. And then do you want to read also... out what the? Yeah. Yes. All right. So I got six options over here. Um, make three sales, including one to the love interest. Sabotage a competing business. Make a business. Uh, sorry. Make a long-term improvement to your business. Sell your business to another player. Make a meaningful connection with an employee. And have the final kiss happen in your business. Awesome. Right. So you have rolled for that and you have one of those is, is your secret objective. None of us are going to know. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect. Alrighty, let's go over to Mo. Uh, can you tell us about your character's name, the role, uh, the skill and some of your backstory? Uh, hi. Yeah. Uh, my character's name is Carol Ann. I am a cool single parent uh, to a lovely <laughs> honor student. A little bit about me. I was born and raised in Hemsworth. I am a single mom who works two jobs. I love my kid and I never stop with gentle hands Bravo. and the heart of a fighter. Oh my I gosh. am a survivor. <laughs> Bravo. Does it negate you being... A cool single parent if you have a my kid as an honor student bumper sticker. Um, I have a lot of bumper stickers, uh, but <laughs> they don't. Go, I don't. But the thing is, is I <laughs> they don't go on my car. Uh, they're on the counter at the diner where I work. Oh hell uh, yeah! So I am the longest serving. Jobs. I am the longest serving waitress at the diner right next door to. The Halloween store. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am also the shift supervisor at the local grocery, and I do my best to support my daughter, who has never met her father, uh, because he left the picture before she was born, like all deadbeats. <laughs> okay. Bummer. Uh, Mike, what's yeah, the name of the Halloween store again? Uh, Harold's House of Halloween. Excellent. Okay. Harold's House of Halloween. Awesome. Okay, Mo, so can you tell us the secret objectives for the cool single parent role and then go ahead and secretly roll a die to select yours? Give your child the perfect holiday gift. Convince the love interest that they are your child's biological parent. Oh, my God. Offload all of your adult responsibilities onto your child. Oh, my God. Create a catchphrase and say it at least 10 times. Throw your child under the bus for personal gain at least three times. Prove to your child that you're a competent adult. This, some of these are going to be rough. <laughs> Next level. You're fucked up. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, no, I think I'm they fit saying, the genre, frankly. Saying, yeah, I know I'm not saying you have to cheat, <laughs> but if you choose to uh, select one that is less bad, then I I won't say anything. I'm going to be honest with you. I rolled my favorite. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and I'll let you all decide what that is. <laughs> I cannot wait. Is that how it works? We just pick which one's most favorite. <laughs> okay. Uh, John, can you tell us a little bit about your character? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be playing Dana Lynn, um, and she is taking on the role of the holiday spirit. She currently works as the receptionist at uh, Lions Inn, which is the B&B owned by the mayor of the town uh, and kind of is a uh, used to be a big holiday attraction for people coming to Hemsworth to celebrate, but has kind of since fallen into uh, less use. But Dana's real passion is just the story of the holidays and, and kind of the, the spirit of Hemsworth, which I think we'll get into as we play. Um, as the holiday spirit, uh, the skill I picked was holiday magic, which uh, my, my number one skill is cheer and my other stats not so great. Uh, but I start the game with three magic points. And at any time before I roll, I can use one of those magic points to use my holiday cheer to sort of affect the outcome instead of the other stats in the game. So excited for that. Um, my secret objective options are to teach uh, three NPCs to love the holidays even more than they already do, teach a player to love the holidays, tell every NPC that I encounter my supernatural backstory, supernaturally affect the love interest's life, supernaturally sabotage another player, or have the final kiss happen in the snow. So I'm going to roll now, and I know what my objective is. Awesome. And then just to clarify, we're not playing it very supernatural, um, but you do have a source of of power that will come up at some point. We know that this is a fantasy setting because global warming still allows for snow on Christmas or around Christmas. Ouch! Yeah. Thank you for that. That really hurt. <laughs> That's the true miracle. All right. Okay. Well, oh on God. that, I mean, I'll just pack it in. Um, <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas is suddenly a much sadder song in 2023. I fucking hate um, you. Shut no. up. <laughs> okay, Lauren, go. To you. God Lauren. damn. Okay. I <laughs> I am playing the role of Beth Juniper. Uh so Beth is a senior cheer developer at Fallmark. So she was sent by her company uh, as a representative and team captain for the uh, the Hamboree. My God. So she, my my playbook is married to my job. So it's going to be best inclination to uh, run the best team, to win, and try not to run into her ex that left her to move back to their hometown, which happens to be this. She's actively trying to avoid him at all costs. So my secret objectives here are get a promotion, embarrass your boss, find a way to make more money for the company, sabotage a competing business, help the career of someone below you, exploit the love interest to advance in the workplace. I got to say that (laughs) all of these are like exploit or befuddle or do something negative to the love interest. And it just feels wild. Uh, I will. You roll chose my... the villain. <laughs> I, I will. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that all of these. I mean, your character could actively, whether truthfully or not, convinced convince the love interest that they are the <laughs> biological parent of your child. 
That seems more evil than exploit him to advance in the workplace. But I'm just saying, I don't know. Some of these secret objectives are a little. Uh, they're they're fun quirks. Okay. All right. I know what I will okay. be doing. Excellent. So with all that said, I think we're ready to begin. All right. It's morning in Hemsworth. And the first thing we see is Main Street. Each side of the street is lined with storefronts. While some look a bit run down, all of them look homey and full of cheer. You spot lines of lights winking around the eaves of most of the shops. A couple seem to have for sale signs out front, but many others have more traditional decor like bows, menorahs, and other symbols of the holidays. We see a few folks walking the sidewalks, and though the roads are clear, no snow yet, everyone is bundled up in coats, hats, and scarves. Above their heads, we can see that each streetlight sports a banner advertising the holiday hamburger. As we move down Main Street, we turn into a brick-lined plaza. At the center of the plaza is a larger-than-life statue of what looks to be a hedgehog? Don't worry about that for now. Just past the hedgehog, we see a plaque announcing that this is Hemsworth Square. Near the back of the square, we see a temporary platform with some tables and chairs on it, though at the moment, they are all empty. In fact, there are only a couple people visible in the entire square. Each of the people is on a separate side of the plaza, and they are each holding a six-foot pole with a placard at the top. As we move closer to one of these figures, we can see that she's holding a phone up to her ear and is in the middle of a conversation. So at this point, Lauren, um, can you tell us what Beth looks like and what she's wearing as she is talking on the phone? Yeah, I think uh, so. Beth is maybe medium height, medium build, maybe on the the plumper side, like a white woman around her late 20s, early 30s. Um, She has kind of a shoulder length hair, kind of uh, like a a brown color. Um, She has her bangs pinned back. It's like a, a very kind of professional hairstyle. Um, she is wearing uh, what you would consider business casual, so some smart flats with some like black pants, a tucked in button down shirt. So she's just kind of hanging out, looking around. Uh, she's definitely got some like dark circles under her eyes. You can tell that she's been working late, but she is on the phone with her friend Charlotte back in the big city where she lives full time. Um, and she's kind of has been. Uh, talking with Charlotte so she doesn't look like a crazy person standing and waiting for all the other members of the team to show up. Perfect. So before we get into that conversation, um, she is holding a pole and at the top of that pole is a placard. So each of the teams is going to have its own symbol, mascot, and that is going to be the symbol that's on your placard. What is uh, this team's symbol? Oh, is this a collective conversation? Oh, my. I think I actually think it is a uh, like a pumpkin candle for reasons that will be relevant later. OK, so so you mean like a like a jack-o'-lantern or a pumpkin? No, no, like no, a- no. It's like a scented candle. And on the front, it says it's got like a pumpkin on it and it says fall mark. OK, so it's a fall mark. I can be vetoed, candle. but. Yeah, a fall no, mark scented candle. That sounds candle. good to me. Okay, so uh, you have a scented candle 
on the placard and that's your team mascot. But let's let's go back to that conversation you were having with Charlotte. Yeah. So kind of as we move in closer, uh, we start to hear some of what you're saying and we hear both sides of the conversation. So I think it starts out with Charlotte saying something like, I still can't believe you ended up in Hemsworth of all places. Have you run into your ex yet? No, thank God. But I everywhere I go, like people stare at me like I'm a crazy person. I mean, like I knew coming back here such a small town where it gets out and I absolutely look like the craziest girlfriend. And I really wish that they didn't send me here, but I really think this is my best chance to get promoted to the junior VP of holiday spirit. I'm really hankering for it. All I have to do is make sure that all the people on this team put their best foot forward, are an efficient and are an effective representation of the Fallmark spirit trademark. I mean, I really hope you get that promotion, but if I were Brett and I saw you, I kind of would think you were stalking me, TBH. Yeah, listen, uh, uh, the, the optics are not optimal, right? Uh, but again, I, I'm just hoping that, you know, maybe, I don't know, it's a little crazy, but if everyone in this town sees me go out publicly with Wesley, then... Again, I, I think this might be my best shot to not looking like an insane person and save my reputation in my hometown. All right. Well, I mean, best of luck. And then I think we kind of cut away. So now we kind of move back to Main Street, where we see a woman and a teenage girl walking towards the square. As they get close to the square, we hear the teenager say, bye, mom. As she keeps walking and the woman kind of turns to walk into the square. So Mo, at this Have point- Have a lovely day at school, darling. <laughs> uh, I, we got the voice. Uh, Mo, can you tell us a little bit about Carol Ann and uh, oh what she looks like? <laughs> yeah, so Carol Ann- Carol Ann has like a stylish choppy bob uh, with like light brown hair, but you can only tell it's light brown because her roots are showing a little bit. Uh, And it was like clearly she had some pretty intense highlights in, uh, but she's let it grow a little bit longer than she probably should before getting it touched up. She is, I would say like uh, to quote uh, Lauren, a hot 40. Uh, so, we are pro middle-aged women on the show ladies you know so. we're pro hot 40 year old women yeah. um, we know who our base is here yeah. if you're an ugly 40 get the fuck out of here yeah. we have no use for you turn, Put turn off fucking now. sunscreen um i think that she is wearing her hemsworth her uniform uh, which is for the like diner or for the a, grocery? Uh, for the grocery for like her Hemsworth grocery okay. like uh uniform, which is like pretty ugly uh green and khaki mm. dress. Uh, so it is like a a green dress with like khaki polka dots. Uh, oh god! And it is like it is like very out of style 
when it was made in 1950, right? Like this is like, <laughs> this, this okay. was never good. Um, but she's rocking it the best she can. I think she's got like, like a stylish belt at her waist to like make the most of it. Uh, and she's probably got a pin on that's got like a rainbow and it says you're safe here. Uh, she's so, a cool parent. A hundred percent. You know what, Carol, you know, I love Carol. Okay. Basic yeah. rights are cool. <laughs> okay, so Carol is walking into the square and she glances down at a piece of paper that she has in her hand and double checks uh, the symbol that's on it to remind herself that, of course, she's looking for the candle uh, with the pumpkin on it. So as she she glances down, looks at that symbol and then looks back up and scans the, the square she passes by a different person who's holding a placard that has a snowman on it. But then it seems like she sees the uh, sees Lauren holding the candle placard. So, um, Mo, at this point, what does Carol Ann do? I think so. I just see. Do I see, You said I see someone holding the placard. So there was someone holding a snowman placard and you passed them and then you see Lauren's character. So uh, Beth holding the the candle placard. I think I'd probably like pinch my purse a little closer to my chest and walk up holding my candle paper out. Uh, and be like, looks like we're going to be on a team together. Oh, hi. Hello. And she's kind of like fumbling and puts her cell phone away. Yeah, so so great. Uh, glad you could get out here. Really. Ha- oh, oh, yeah. Uh, just uh, on behalf of Fallmark, just so happy to have you on the team. Uh, we got you this little little gift as a token of our appreciation. And she pulls out a pumpkin scented candle. Um, Beautiful. Not sure if you know the history of Fallmark, but we were started in 1897 when our founder, Edith Judith Fall, made the first ever <laughs> pumpkin scented candle. So just a little token of appreciation and really excited to be here and I'm looking forward to working with you. So happy. This is so sweet. I love Fallmark candles. I think that the gingerbread scent y'all do is absolutely spectacular. Mm. That's a special one. That one. Yes, that one flies off the shelves. We cannot keep it stocked. Well, this will be lovely. I think I take the candle and I put it in my purse. <laughs> Amazing. Please don't end the scene. <laughs> <laughs> please do or please don't. <laughs> no, don't. John never wants it to end. <laughs> this is, if this was the whole episode, I'd be so happy. <laughs> do you know if we have anyone else on our team? I was just wondering who else we were going to be with. I'm trying to win the Bake Off this year. Yes. Mm, nope. The cookie competition. Mm, what is it? The middle stage. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's fine. You said it perfectly. Keep going. Okay. Oh, yeah. Great. You actually wonderful. said it acceptable two times. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, but I will admit I do not own any small businesses and I'm not quite <laughs> sure there is much you can do to decorate the Hemsworth grocery and make it great. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, it, it yeah, is not, what it is. Not at all a problem. Totally heard, Carol, and totally <laughs> heard. And let me just respond to that by saying we have, uh, <laughs> um, ha- ha- we're looking for a Harry, uh, Finkel's, st- uh, st- Berenstein. Harry Finkelstein? Yes. Yeah. From the Halloween store. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have him. Oh, he's him. a sweetheart. Oh, perfect. Perfect. You know, I've been, uh, 
been in big city for a while. So uh, it's been a hot minute since I've come home. But we got Harry. Uh, and then we're also looking for uh, a Dana. And so that'll be that'll be our squad. Uh, and I think we're we're well positioned to really go the distance on this one. Oh, that sounds like a lovely team. I think we'll get it done. I think we will get it done. So let's cut away. And now we're looking at a store. It is kind of creepy looking, I would say. It looks a little bit like a haunted house, kind of weirdly deserted, even though it is on Main Street. It just kind of the second your eyes glance over it, it just gives you this whole different vibe. And the the front door to this Halloween shop is closing and uh, stepping out is Harry Finkelstein, uh, followed by Dana Lynn. Mike, can you tell us what Harry looks like? Yeah, coming out of the store, Harry is medium build, five foot eleven dude with short brown hair that's a little messy, wearing jeans, a white t-shirt, and a denim jacket. And jean on jean. That's right. <laughs> the 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 Canadian tuxedo. What the fuck? Um, he looks distinctly bored. I think locking up the store uh, and and walking out. And I think the thing that strikes you about the store is that even though it's on Main Street, it happens to be at the end of Main Street and on the only hill on Main Street. Uh, And the store is more of like a house, uh, a gothic house, your standard tropey haunted house, gothic style, big arch tower, the whole shebang, three stories uh, on what is otherwise like an isolated barren patch of land. And there's just like the one staircase that goes from like the rest of the Main Street up to the house itself. And it's like a bit of a slog to get up and down there. But it looks like the the haunted house on the hill that you've seen in every Halloween movie ever or every haunted movie ever. Amazing. Okay, And then, uh, as we said, following Harry is uh, Dana. So, John, tell us a little bit about Dana. What does she look like? Yeah. Yeah. So Dana, I think she's pretty short, maybe like five two. She has chin length black hair. It's kind of parted on one side, uh, pale skin. And has a, a small stud on the left side of her nose. She's also wearing jeans, a medium blue sweater. I think it has a little sparkle to it. Um, and on her left wrist, there's a bracelet that's made up of a series of silver balls. And I think as she's walking, she's kind of playing with it and kind of rotating it around her wrist. Awesome. Okay, so as you all are walking up to the square, do you... Have any conversation? Yeah. So I think maybe I'm going to Harry and saying, so Fink, you really needed me for the team this year? Yeah. With the, with the big uh, Halloween. So what am I going to call this one? Uh, can I call it the nightmare before Christmas Halloween special? Like, or is that a fair game asking the lawyer? Uh, what's the question? Yeah, sure. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With that was official legal advice. Boys, get him. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, with uh, please cut this out. Goofed. Please yeah, cut this out and goofed. delete it from the audio file. <laughs> <laughs> We're never cutting that out. Yeah, with <laughs> yeah, with with the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, street festival going on over here. I just don't have enough time to to focus on the Hambury. Hmm. So I really need you, Dana. <sighs> I just 
I feel like they've never been committed to historical accuracy, especially with some of the events. <laughs> well, maybe this is uh, your chance to uh, to write the ship. Uh, well, whatever. That's not uh, the hammery spirit. Come on, Dana. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Fank. I'm sorry. Uh, I just, I just wish more people appreciated the the real holiday spirit around here. But sometimes I think they appreciate the holiday spirit a little too much. Mm, conflict. Ooh. <laughs> I guess we should see who else is on the team. They said they're gonna meet in the square. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll lock up. You go ahead. Okay. So then, Dana, you make the short walk over to the square. And as you are walking into the square, you pass by some of... Now there's at least uh, four or five people holding placards um, and different, you know, couple people around each each uh, placard. Um, you pass right by uh, one team that uh, has a snowman on it. And there you see that there are two people standing there. One of them is a tall, light-skinned man with shoulder-length brown hair. He's skinny, has a mustache and beard that probably are a little too wispy for for his face. It's just, it's not quite there. Uh, and then he also has a kazoo tied to a cord around, its ne- around his neck. Um, and then standing next to him is a tall woman. She has light skin, long brown hair. And uh, despite the cold, she is wearing a flowy dress, uh, but then she has a, a wool cape on top of it. So Getting major Team Rocket vibes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you would probably have um, seen these people around, but, you know, may- maybe you know them, maybe you don't. Either way, I think you do catch sight of your candle placard uh, and uh, you see Beth and Carol Ann standing there. So uh, what do you do? So I, I think I, I walk up and kind of have a look of recognition and kind of squinting a little bit. And I'm like, Beth? Be- Beth Juniper, is that you? Yes, that's me. Hi. Uh, are you, I am assuming you're Dana. Welcome yeah, to the team. Um, yeah, you probably don't remember me. I was a, a couple years behind you at Hemsworth High, but... Um, I, I never thought you'd come back to Hemsworth. What what, what, are, what are you doing here? Well, uh, I uh, was offered an astounding opportunity to come back here from the people at Fallmark to uh, lead this team and hopefully to success. She like awkwardly pumps her fist in the air. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, with you on the team, a Hemsworth High graduate, me, a Hemsworth High graduate, uh, I think we're really going to knock it out of the park on this one. And she'll pull out a candle and offer it to Dana. Oh, yeah. Is this one of those uh, squash candles or? <laughs> pumpkin is a type of squash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pumpkin. I'm sorry. Uh... Nothing to apologize for. Edith Jewish Fall would be totally OK with that. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, she kind of puts it in a like a satchel, um, a kind of uh, messenger bag she has. Great. Um, I, I think Fink's on his way. Uh, I mean, Harry, sorry. Oh, perfect. The last member of our team. All right. And then I think that's a perfect opportunity for uh, for Harry to, to enter the square. So Mike, he, Harry encounters kind of the same scene that uh, I just described. And when he sees the placard with the candle on it, 
uh, what does he do? I think before uh, he like walks up to the group, Harry's just talking to himself, really hyping himself up like, this is the year. This is the year it finally happens <laughs> and just walks up to the rest of the group. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So um, as you walk up, does anyone react? Oh, Harry over here. Uh, and I will reach into my bag and I will pull out a Tupperware that is filled with <laughs> chocolate cookies. I have been testing a new spicy cookie recipe just for you, Harry. Uh, these are my Mexican hot chocolate cookies. I would love to see what you think. For the first time since Harry's been around, uh, the boredom escapes his face. He's very excited. Caroline, I will gladly take one of your cookies. Your sweetheart. Uh, would y'all like any? Dana's eye- eyebrows are way up right now. But <laughs> I have offered Dana and I'm now offering Dana and Beth cookies also, just like gesturing with the Tupperware. Beth is intensely sweating. And internally, she's like, do it for the promotion. And she'll go and she'll like politely break a cookie in half and take it. Oh, my God. What did you put in these? Yeah, do we roll if they're good? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, yeah, you know what? Actually, Can yeah. Can I roll okay, my sweater no. skill? So, yeah. hold on. Let me figure out what stat. So, do you do you have an argument for, for what stat it should be? Physical, mental, or social? I mean, I feel like it is a physical skill, but that's just because that's how I treat cooking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a double like, dare physical challenge element. It's of like you got to yeah. like, you know, your your hand uh, mixing the dough. So can I play devil's advocate? If it's a new recipe <laughs> that you use your mind to invent. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That is true. I'm down <laughs> to use cocoa here. Uh, okay. I'm bad at cocoa, so this will be good. I am good at baking and bad at cocoa, so we'll find <laughs> out how this goes. All right. This is going to be an interesting challenge. <laughs> and I'll just say, I think if I'm offered one, I take it and am like trying to stammer out an excuse, but can't think of one in time. And so I'm just kind of <laughs> stuck holding the cookie. But Okay. Ooh, oh my! Yeah. I, can I get? Can I say what happens here? I have a. So what did you roll first? So you rolled. Oh, oh! Just so everyone knows, I rolled a four, but I have a minus one, so that's a three. So that is a unequivocal failure. That is nothing went right. I am begging for the chance to narrate what I did okay. wrong. Uh, let's hear it. I think that I was very over eager on the idea of spicy. And I don't think that this is chocolate and cayenne. I think I went in with like ghost pepper extract instead of vanilla. And I think that these are, I think that these are genuinely the hottest things any of you have ever conceived. All right. So, yeah, I think Harry being a hot sauce aficionado will be an exception to that. Uh, But I agree with you that everyone else, uh, this is probably one of the hottest things you've ever tasted. Harry is totally like unfazed by like the heat level over here and more just like kind of like looking at it, like taking a bite, keeping an even expression. I don't know if that lulls everybody else into a false sense oh, of yeah, security absolutely. to take like a bigger bite. But Harry's just like, I think, I think Chipotle is your, your move next time. That is a great suggestion. I will give that a shot. Okay. So I think Dana and Beth, do you take a bite? If so, there is going to be a consequence. <laughs> So I don't think Dana takes a bite, but I think that there's a different consequence, which is that I think she like is like looking at Harry's reaction, looking at him and do this, 
but then kind of goes to like move her hair out of her eyes and like touches her oh, face no. after having touched the cookie. Okay. Yeah, I think as this is happening in parallel, uh, like Beth again is like hyped herself up and as she sees Harry eating it, it's totally fine. She goes ahead and takes a huge chomp and it hits. Okay. I want uh, Dana and Beth, I want you both to roll your sweaters uh, stat okay. to see uh, okay, whether you're one, able one. to withstand uh, the, the yeah. force of this heat. <laughs> Can I not like vomit or piss myself? Like I don't, I don't like how I've had. Now this is gonna be like the second food-based trauma that is inflicted on me very early in By campaigns. Mo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? That's true. Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh shit. Okay. All right. A That's ten. Good. Awesome. Ten. That's it. Okay. Pass. Dana, what do you roll? I have a nine. Okay. Damn. All right. Um, so what I think happens for Beth is that maybe Carol Ann's um application of the ghost pepper extract was not very even. And maybe this particular cookie just didn't get too much of that. And so, Beth, I think you bite in and it's just it's really not that bad. I mean, it's not good. Yeah. But you're not like wanting to like, you know, chug a glass of milk or something. I also think Beth, since she has moved to the big city, she has been around other spicier cuisines and Mm. she's like, occasionally I'll get Indian. This isn't that bad or something along those lines. (laughs) Yeah, she's uh, she actually has convince the the Thai restaurant to sometimes give her not white people spicy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I go for the, like the four peppers. Yeah. Okay. Look at you, brave. Beth is who I aspire to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, uh, as as an Indian person, like t- Thai spicy scares me. That's like a different level. I want to name Thai spicy scares the shit out of me. Literal <laughs> shit out of you, yeah. <laughs> Can't stand around. It has to leave my body. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So now I need to tell you. I need to figure out what happens to Dana. So John, you were saying that yeah. Dana was kind of maybe accidentally touched her eye as she was trying to sweep her bangs um, yeah. out of her face. But just like ne- I think it's like near her yeah. eyes, but I think it was potent enough without that did some damage. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, you d- start to feel a burning. Uh, sensation near your eye what is how do you react i think i'm just like oh i I think she probably like puts the cookie away or like pockets it maybe Mm -hmm. um but is just kind of holding her face and tears and (laughs) just not a good look uh definitely some sort of sneezing and and just general crying is like oh um i think i'm gonna wait to to try it thank you though (laughs) I have to ask, was Dana wearing any makeup? Because if so, it's definitely yeah. I think it's going to be a I think it's running a bit for sure. Okay. So she probably had some eyeliner on and it's like smudged and then she's got like her nose is running a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I think at this point you kind of see that there are some people standing on the stage and there, one of them is a woman who looks to be in her late fifties or early sixties. She has on uh, a snug cardigan, sensible pants, and an overcoat. She's now standing at the microphone 
and uh, you hear her clear her throat a couple times. So I think that's a signal to kind of everyone in the square to turn around and uh, and pay attention. I think Dana kind of is like looking in random directions because she can't see what's going on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So behind uh, the woman at the microphone, you see there are other two other people who are also on the stage. One of them is an older man dressed kind of stylishly. You know, he's got like a a sharp uh, jacket on and uh, some, I think maybe like a a light blue pair of trousers. Um, And and it just Mm. it it works um, somehow. (laughs) So next to. Next to him, you see a another man. He's younger, about his mid-30s. He has darker skin, cropped hair uh, that goes into a fade, green eyes, and uh, his face is uh, sporting a boyish grin. But then the, the woman at the microphone uh, starts to speak. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to the 412th annual Hemsworth Holiday Hamboree. As you all know, we are the first and largest non-denominational winter fest in the world, and we are honored to have you join us for another year. As the mayor of Hemsworth and part of the judging committee for this year's Hamboree, I welcome you, and, uh, and let's begin. So first, I'd like to introduce the other members of our judging committee. And at this point, she gestures behind her. First, we have Graham Singh, award-winning chef who now runs all of the good stuff. And um, when she says that, uh, the older man with the stylish outfit kind of raises his hand um, and just kind of does a casual wave. Then she continues. And of course, it is my delight to present to you Wesley Patterson, the head of the holiday hamburger for this year. Wesley, please, please stand up and give everyone a wave. Um, and Wesley sort of abashedly just kind of, you know, stands up and, and waves. Um, you can see he's wearing a suit, actually. It's not too formal. It's kind of uh, more of like a tweed suit. So it's it's a little more um, casual and it, it looks really good on him. How hot are we talking about? Can we, can we yeah, get a hotness rating here? How hot is this guy? Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I'm getting into. Yeah, Wesley was a football player in high school and he has he hasn't really lost that physique. So, you know, he he looks good. He looks good. He's got like playful eyes, a, smi- a boyish smile, like, you know, he's a hottie. We're talking mm. like tight end? No, no, no. She's talking like all 350 pounds offensive lineman. That's an all-American Let's right go. there. Oh. Fair enough. His neck is a chimney stack. He was obviously quarterback. He's, he's got a tight end. That's for that's sure. what I was asking. Yeah. Thank you, John. You got yeah. it. Nice butt cheeks. <laughs> he, he, he hasn't turned around, so you actually. How tailored is see. this suit? Hey. Uh, Describe the ass. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Haley, God he damn it! Turned around. You can bounce quarters off that thing. Around. When when he turns around, and then I'll out of nowhere, a quarter came flying, and, <laughs> and it bounced perfectly. <laughs> um, okay, so then Judy Judy continues. Uh, I'm so delighted to have. Sorry, was that even the same voice? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's no I'm way so delighted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, Feel my pain, everyone. <laughs> I am so delighted to invite Stop! you. Stop. This is <laughs> okay. Um, so she's you know she said the thing about Wesley. He stands up and then she says, Wesley has really become my protege, and I am excited to have you all uh, hear what he says later. But first, as we do every year, I'll begin the hambury with a retelling of the founding story of Hemsworth. When Jedediah Brown and his group of 20 settlers first came to this area, it was well into winter. Their ultimate goal was farther south, but a storm was brewing, and they needed a place to shelter. They were told by the local natives of a clearing in the valley that was perfectly protected from the harsh winds. Rather than waiting out the storm, Jedediah decided to push forward into the valley, they followed the directions as best they could, but the swirling snow made it almost impossible to navigate, and soon they found themselves hopelessly lost and freezing. As the snow began to pile up, Jedediah's daughter Shay realized that her beloved pet hedgehog had escaped. She raised the alarm, but he was nowhere to be found in their wagon. Then, someone spotted a blur in the snow. Hemsworth was rolling away. As the settlers looked on in shock, they realized the hedgehog was clearing a path for them through the drifts. The hedgehog rolled on, collecting snow and turning into a larger ball as he went downhill. The settlers followed and eventually came upon the clearing that the native leader had described. Jedediah and his group weathered the storm in that clearing and decided to stay until the roads thawed. However, by the time spring came, they had fallen in love with that clearing and the forests beyond. 412 years ago, Jedediah and his daughter, Shay, lay the first brick of this square. They chose to name the town after the hedgehog who had saved them. Though Hemsworth the Hedgehog was never seen again, his memory lives on in the name of our town and in the traditions of the holiday hambury. Polite applause. Yeah, at this, I think, you know, you hear, as you said, some polite applause from the audience you know, I think Judy was kind of trying to do her best to like hype it up, but I don't know if that kind of fully came across. Um, but now I think uh, she'll she'll finish and she'll say, thank you all. Now I'll hand things over to Wesley, who can tell us more about our festivities this year. So then you see Judy kind of uh, lean away from the microphone and, and go back to her seat. And then you see Wesley uh, come up and um, here's what he says. Hello, Hemsworth. As you all know, I am a Hemsworthian born and raised. I've always loved this town in our Hambury, but since moving out to the city, I confess I hadn't kept up as much as I should have. When Judy reached out to me to tell me that interest in the Hambury had been declining and that she was worried we may have to shut things down, I told her there was no way we could let that happen. And so at this point, he's you see he's kind of getting into it He's kind of gesturing with his hands. Um, and I think those of you who are, uh, you know, our, our candle team, you're looking over to the other teams and you're seeing people are kind of, you know, a little more perked up than they were when when Judy was talking. I've seen what happens to towns like Highland Grove, where large developers swoop in and turn Main Street into a big box stores and high rise condos. We can't let that happen to Hemsworth. And so. I decided to come back and throw the best hambury Hemsworth has ever seen. In addition to a revamped competition, which I'll explain in a moment, 
I've also brought in some national sponsors so we can bring more attention to the magic of our town and its traditions. I firmly believe that this time next year, the holiday hamboree will be bigger than ever. And I think here he pauses uh, and you see kind of some of the other folks in the crowd give more of a of an applause than uh, than you heard them give Judy. Those of you in uh, in Team Candle, how do you how are you reacting? Uh, this entire time, Harry's been like nodding involuntarily. Just think, uh, what was that scene from uh, The Departed? I think Jack Nicholson just like I just eyes wide open, like yes, yes, this yes. is gonna be huge. <laughs> I think Beth okay. is like, damn, can this man turn around so I can see what he's working with? <laughs> <laughs> okay, noted, noted. Uh, Dana, Carolyn, I think that Dana is kind of as this is happening, still wiping her eyes and, and like blinking. And maybe this is when she gets the first good look uh, at Wesley. Do okay. people misinterpret this as you just being moved to tears by the, everything going oh, on? Oh, maybe. I will pull out some tissues from my bag. Uh, it's, it's a great story, darling, but y- you don't have to be afraid of it. It's not all true. And I'll <laughs> hand her some tissues. Um, I think I think she takes it as like, no, it is it is true and is wiping her eyes, but it's like the crying and the statement are not necessarily connected, but I think Carol Ann would assume they are. I'll pat uh, Dana Lynn on the shoulder and be like, of course, sweetheart, of course. <laughs> okay. So then Wesley continues and starts telling you about the competition. Each team will be composed of three Hemsworthians and led by a representative from one of our sponsors. Thank you again to Fallmark and all of our other corporate sponsors for helping to make this hamperie as amazing as it's going to be. There's going to be three stages to this competition. Stage one is what we're calling decking the halls. Each team will have six hours to decorate a local business in a way that celebrates the town and its love of winter holidays. And at this, he kind of... He sounded businesslike at the beginning there, but now he's kind of getting loosening up a little bit more and um, and smiling as he's talking about um, the love of winter holidays. And then stage two, uh, which I would say is my favorite, is the Bake Off. Uh, each team will be responsible for creating four separate holiday cookie designs, and they will need to deliver two dozen of each cookie. Teams will be judged on their creativity, flavors and technical skill. All leftovers will be donated to the Children's Center. Stage three, the snowball rolling extravaganza is going to be the final part of our competition. Only the top two teams from the first two stages will continue to stage three. The teams will each compete to see who can most closely recreate Hemsworth's original role. Now, all of that said, you must be wondering, what are the prizes for this year's holiday hamperie? Well, thank you to the generosity of our sponsors and our judging panel. Uh, I'm happy to announce that in addition to the usual bragging rights uh, that come with any win, we also have some additional treats. Each member of the winning team will receive a Fallmark gift card, a voucher for a two-night stay at the Lion's Inn, and a gift basket from all of the good stuff, courtesy of Graham Singh. And, of course, uh, we had to throw this one in there. Uh, one person on the winning team will also get the opportunity to share, and he kind of laughs, a, a date with me. And so I am curious, how do you all respond to that? 
Has this man still not turned around? <laughs> He's still at the mic talking. Well, Beth is intrigued. Mm. Okay. I think Dana is still kind of wiping her eyes a little bit, but starts nervously playing with the bracelet. Okay. Um, and that's the, the silver bracelet that she has on. Yeah. Harry hasn't stopped nodding his head very aggressively and enthusiastically, but is very much in his mind about something. He's not there. He's not paying attention to the prizes. He's still lost at like, yes, this is going to be the best hammery ever. Okay. Amazing. And Carol Ann. I think Carol Ann is sort of looking around the square. Her mind is somewhere else. Okay. All right. So I think, you know, you hear some applause from the other people in the square. And, um, you know, if there's more being said, you aren't you aren't really paying attention. So do you all have any conversation or uh, or want to chat about anything uh, after that speech? Well, I'm happy to take the pen to figuring out those cookie recipes. I don't think this one was my winner. Uh, so I think we might, if it's all right with you, Harry, stick with some more traditional recipes. We can absolutely set up a brainstorming Miro. If you want me to do that, I can absolutely execute that. I, uh, at the suggestion of uh, going a different direction, I think Harry just looks a little crestfallen. Like, oh, okay. I think Dana's coughing a little. He's like, uh, uh, my... I think that's a good idea to brainstorm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then uh, as you are having that conversation, I think the crowd is starting to kind of um, disperse a little bit and you actually see two people walking up. Some of you may recognize them as um, two of the people who were standing next to the snowman placard from earlier. So again, one of them is a tall man uh, with some wispy facial hair, and he's the one that has a kazoo tied around his neck. And then along with him is a tall woman wearing a flowy dress, and, and both of them are are kind of walking up. The man comes up to Beth and just says, Beth, is is that you? What are you doing here? I think she like... She was, you know, pointed in a different direction and turns around and her face for a second goes just fear. <laughs> um, So a- after right after she kind of contains herself, um, she's going to say, Brett, uh, so so good to see you. Uh, I, was, I was definitely hoping to run into you. Um, yeah, the uh, the the Fallmark, um, you know, I'm doing really good go to uh, at work and and Fallmark sent me out here huge re- regional uh very important region out here in Hemsworth and they sent me out here to um to to lead the team so that's why I'm here and and that's the reason it is um it's all legal I mean I'm 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 here uh, uh okay well I mean it's, it's great to see you uh it's been what it's it's been a year um have you have you met Caitlin, by the way? And then he kind of um, pulls the woman next to him up and, and says, Caitlin, this is Beth. Uh, I, I I think I mentioned her. Yeah, uh, and yeah, then, yeah, when we um, were breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then I think yeah, when you, were, um, you were saying she fulfilled you emotionally and spiritually and she supported your kazooing. 
and your hair arling. Yeah, I remember. Hi, it's nice to meet you. Just gonna lean over and, and shake Caitlin's hand. Dana is like giving mad side eye toward Harry right now. <laughs> so I think um, Caitlin is beaming, and she's like, "Oh my, oh my gosh, Beth! It is so amazing to meet you. I, wow! I have to say, your your aura is." It's just amazing. It's this it's this shade of yellow that I've I don't think I've ever seen before. Oh. Cause Brett Brett always told me it was a dingier. I'm, I've heard some things about you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad. I'm sure they're all good. Um Yeah. Uh, oh so, so you guys are our 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 competition. Oh, we're we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna beat you. Uh <laughs> Um, I, I think Dana leans over to Harry and is like, "Is she okay?" <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I think Caitlin is gonna say, "Oh yeah, I mean, we did we did do pretty well last year, but I'm, you know, I I think I just I love the spirit and I I, I just I love the holidays. You know, it's it's really." I mean, and she kind of turns over back to Brett. She's like, it's really what brought us together. Um, you know, I'm I'm just so moved uh, by the spirit of camaraderie and competition. And I know I shouldn't be giving you all a sneak peek just yet, but we've been testing a couple of cookie recipes. Carol Ann over here has got some delicious cookies that I think we were going to roll out. And you should really try them. They're wonderful. Uh, of course. Would y'all like some? I'll, and I will offer them the Tupperware. So I think... Brett is gonna be a little skeptical, but oh, oh, I don't know. I don't think they're gluten free, grain free, dairy free, egg free, and so I don't know if Brett will. They have uh, Lisa chocolate in them too. I think that's. Uh, I don't know if that's. Beth, free you can trade. leave your big city disclaimers back in the cities. Right here, it's just a cookie. <laughs> um, and so I think Caitlin says, "Oh, I would." absolutely love to try one but yeah i am i think we're both gluten-free this month but carol ann if you would share that recipe i think i think we'd we'd love to try it and maybe next month we'll be um we might be going um egg free so so maybe we can try it then of course darling oh more for me and i'm gonna go take a really big bite out of one of them just to like <laughs> make it look like it's the tastiest thing in the world I don't know. I, I don't know how you live without those without those carbs. I I could never. And I'm really looking at Brett as I say this. So I think now that there's like conversation happening with them, uh, Dana kind of is like, so uh, you competed last year in this. Is she addressing uh, Brett or Caitlin or just kind of both? Yeah, I think to both of them. OK, um, so I think Brett will kind of turn to her and say, yeah, we, we did. Um, it was. I mean, it, it, Caitlin loved it. Uh, I, I thought it was, you know, I don't know. I'm just a go with the flow kind of guy. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but what they were saying about Hemsworth, the, the, the story of the hedgehog, you know that that's real, right? Um, I mean, everybody, everybody loves Hemsworth. Yeah, of course. Uh, what do you mean real? I can tell you're skeptical, but when I was growing up, I was eight years old and in the treehouse, 
in my backyard and all of a sudden a huge storm came through couldn't see more than two feet in front of me i climbed down and was trying to find my way back to the house but eventually i just saw my own footprints in the snow i was going in circles that was until i saw it a teeny little hedgehog on the ground in front of me and when i went out to reach for it Pulled up into a little ball and started to roll. And I followed that trail and it led me right back to my house. But by the time I got to the door, the hedgehog was gone. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I think there's palpable uh, silence. I think, I think. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the only sound, the only sound, the only sound you hear is me loudly chewing on some more of the cookies <laughs> and you get that. <laughs> of just like lift up the fingers over here. Hmm. Mm. And I'm really just trying to go, but I want to see like, is, is bread suffering from the lack of carbs? I want to know if he's tempted by this cookie. I see Caitlin's like really in on this. You said he's go with the flow. Is he going with her flow on the green free? Is he tempted? Oh, he's tempted for sure. Um, mm. But, you know, he's uh, free. I'm going to look at the so. there, There's There's only one left. You sure? Uh, I think he's going to kind of dart a glance over at Caitlin um, and then be like, well, I, I think one cookie can't hurt. Um, and then he just kind of uh, reaches for it and uh, and takes a bite. Um, I think, I guess, I guess I should roll some dice for Brett and see how he uh, takes that cookie. I don't know. So clearly these cookies just weren't my best, but they were pretty good. Yeah, 11 is pretty good. They were useful. In poisoning my ex. Yeah. So I guess Brett just rolled an 11. <laughs> oh, shit. He loved uh, it. Yeah. He's like, wait, no, what the fuck? You are rolling for the NPCs? We're going to lose. We're going to lose badly. <laughs> I never That's true. Fail. <laughs> I yes. never fail. <laughs> uh, Fucking sucks. No, I mean, I wasn't planning on doing much rolling, but it just kind of felt like it needed to happen here. But. Don't worry, I'll I'll make I'll make the NPCs lose in, in the key moments. <laughs> Thank you. That's all we ask for. So I think at that, Brett is just gonna kind of like have this look of he looks like he's having sugar for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I bet. And I think that alone is just like frying his brain circuits right now. Like he's just he's overwhelmed. Uh, I think he's like still like kind of chewing and like is still like he's just sort of like talking with his mouth. He's like, oh, my God, that that's that's so good. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to turn to you, Carol Ann, and say, Carol Ann, that was that was delicious. Thank, thank it's my you. pleasure, darling. <laughs> OK, I think Beth is going to be like he used to talk to me like that. I think Caitlin's going to shoot. um Carol Ann, a dirty look and kind of pull at Brett and say, come on, Brett, let's let's go back to our team. We need to start planning for for stage one. Um, bye, all of you. Um, and then I think they walk away. Bye. Good bye. luck. Remember Hemsworth. <laughs> Remember. OK. Oh, my. Hemsworth. <laughs> that was really bad. I'm sorry. So I think now we're going to switch over to the decoration competition. So we find ourselves inside 
a what's clearly a Halloween shop. Mike, I know you told us that there is a, a Harry's Hot Sauce Hollow somewhere in the store. But can you tell us a little bit more about, and I know it's three stories. What does it look like? We're standing inside. Um, what do we see? So uh, you walk in. I mean, this is very much just a renovated house that has a bunch of like shit thrown on over there. Uh, there might be a couple of shelves. There's like fake cobwebs everywhere. Are there real ones mixed in? Maybe. Who knows? It's part of the aesthetic. <laughs> Everyone kind of vibes with it. Uh, cheap shitty bats all over the place. Grand Two grand staircases on the left and right that go up to the second floor as you walk into the, the main entrance. Uh, there's a long hallway that goes straight to the back. And as you're walking over there, you can see that there are shelves that like are kind of in the middle. And... The cash register is like over there by the front door, sort of. So the first thing you see, you walk into your left over here is like there's the there's the cash register. And then the rest of the house is just like as you start to explore, you just see that things are kind of like thrown in there slapdash. And in addition to the usual uh, Halloween staples, you've got your Freddy Krueger glove type situation over here, your cheap uh, one off like Halloween costumes that come prepackaged that they sell in all mm-hmm. sizes for kids and like fake blood and there is an entire pit of just vampire teeth uh, that you just reach into oh and there's a scoop for them. You're buying them, but you're buying them by the weight at this point. This is a wholesale <laughs> operation. Uh, we got our candies. We got everything that you need for Halloween to make it special. And then you've got some stuff there that you're a little confused by. Why are there jack-o'-lantern fireworks? Why is there a Thanksgiving <laughs> turkey uh, that has bat wings on it? Uh, these are a lot of questions that will be answered eventually. But you start to see that like, in addition to Halloween, there's a bit of a blending between that and like the other holidays that show up the, the closer you look. And somewhere in the library is this one bookshelf that like opens up uh, for secret passageway. It's the one secret passageway in the house. And that's where you can find the hot sauce hollow, uh, which is where I make and store all of my hot sauces. And this is totally fictional and not based on real life at all. A- absolutely. No, the hot sauces <laughs> I make are made in a fermentation crock that sit above uh, my pots and pans in my kitchen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So can you tell us where in, um, the layout is checkout counter or, um, like the cash register? As soon as you walk in immediately to your left. Okay. So I think you all kind of walk in maybe Harry, you're, you're in front, but the rest of you are falling close behind and Harry, as you walk in, uh, and you turn to your left, you actually see, um, that there are two people already in here. One of them is your mom, Mrs. Finkelstein, and chatting with her is, um, well, all you can see right now is an amazing ass, uh, but then you soon realize that it is uh, Wesley Patterson. Yes! So Wesley is, um, he has taken off his suit jacket and he is wearing a cashmere sweater over a button-down shirt. And I mean, he looks good, Um, but you can see that he is um, chatting away with your mom who is sitting behind the counter and uh, he seems to be charming her. So what do you do? Oh, Mr. Steal your mom. (laughs) Mom, mom, we closed up shop for the rest of the day because the uh, because the hamburie. I know, Harry, Mr. Patterson here just. uh, And I think at that point, Wesley interrupts and says, please call me Wesley. And then she kind of uh, blushes a little bit. She's like, Wesley here just uh, just came came by to to check on things and to say hello before um, 
before the competition began. I, I told him you'd be here just a moment. At that point, Wesley like sticks out his hand to to shake your hands, each of you. I'll go to shake his hand. Oh, I didn't even have time to clean up. I'm so sorry. If I knew you were coming, we would have thrown up some more cobwebs all over the place and <laughs> brought out a fresh cat or something. He he just kind of um, laughs kind of amiably and is just like, no, no, no trouble at all. I, I know you're going to be decorating things soon. I just I wanted to drop by and just really let you know how, how thankful I am that you all are participating in the Hamburie this year. And and Harry, as a business owner, I, I just want you to know that I'm working day and night to bring more tourists to, to Hemsworth. We're gonna we're gonna transform this town. We're we're gonna bring it back to to the former glory that that we used to have of the, the Hamburie. Um and you can kind of tell as he's saying that that he's just like he seems like he really means it. He's he's mm. really dedicated to this. I'm I'm so sure. And you know, this is exactly what the town needs, just a, a fresh jolt, fresh start, even. Uh I think uh new business is good. Change is change is very good for, for Hemsworth. Before any of the other characters jump in, are you going to try to do anything to impress the love interest? And if so, what would you like to do? Uh, you know, um, you know, Halloween is my job, but my passion are hot sauces. And you know, I think we could really go an interesting angle here uh, with the hamburie. Just some new unexplored. I, I would love to show you my private collection. Uh, I'm if, if you've got. Time. I'm, I'm sure you're busy and that's that's not cool um but you know if if you wanted we could go to the hot sauce hollow and i can show you some of my new stuff all right i think you're gonna have to roll for cheer uh, this is a social skill let's see if you're able oh, to no. convince mixed success all right so with a seven i think uh wesley's gonna say wow hot sauces that that is an amazing idea. Harry, listen, I I would love to check I genuinely would love to check that out. I I don't have much time now, but maybe maybe when when you finish decoration, I'll I'll come back. I that that sounds really great. Yeah, uh okay. I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll get some lined up for you. Yeah. Do you do you like a more fruity floral type situation or um you know what? Never mind. That's really dumb. Um it's it's okay. Um when you get here, I'll I'll, I'll have stuff ready. Amazing. And so then I think uh, he kind of turns to the rest of the group. Uh, do any of you kind of take the initiative and, and try to start a conversation with him or impress him in some other way? I think I don't know if Dana's going to try to impress him, but I think she goes and, and shakes his hand and says, change is, is exciting, but it's important that we remember our past, too, and stay true to that. I think at that, Wesley is going to make eye contact and say, you know, uh, was it, was it Dana? Yeah. D- Dana, Dana Lynn. You have such a good point. And, and I apologize if I got ahead of myself, I, I want to transform things to, to bring them back to the traditions that we used to celebrate. You know, the holiday spirit is, it used to be alive and well, and, and it's such a big part of what makes Hemsworth, uh, what it is. And I just want to bring us back to that. I'm hoping that this hamburie is is going to help us do that. I think she smiles and is like, I know, I know that that's what Hemsworth would would want, the re- the real Hemsworth. I think, <laughs> I think Wesley's just going to kind of give her a, a weird, like he's he's going to blink for a second, 
uh, but then, mm. um, but then turn away. And then um, Carol Ann, Beth, um, either of you want to jump in? Yeah, I think just after that, Beth is going to be like, you know, holiday spirit. That is really what we at Fallmark and, and I and Fallmark and I and we are really <laughs> looking forward to in the competition and camaraderie and the season. And I and Fallmark, if there's anything we can do or I can do or we like all anything, you just let me know, Wesley. <laughs> Okay. I think I want you to roll as well for uh for cheer. Um and see <laughs> if uh, negative see one. If that... <laughs> Rough. Well, let's let's see what happens. Okay. So that was oh, a six. That's a fail. <laughs> so I think I think Wesley's gonna kind of you know, first he had that interaction with Dana and then now uh he kind of gets that from you. He's just like uh, uh, of course, you know, I'm I'm very glad to partnered with Fallmark, uh, say, say hi to, uh, to, to Jim for me. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pass that along to Mr. Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then, um, I think he kind of turns to go, Carol, Ann, do you want to, um, say anything or, or try to grab him before he leaves? I think I actually like run in as he's about to leave, run, like coming from my next, from another job, my second job. Okay. And I'm wearing like a dark blue button up shirt, uh, like tucked into some slacks and a bright silver apron uh, mm-hmm. and embroidered on the apron. It just says joy knows no season. Uh, <laughs> and I just Beautiful. run in. I'm so sorry. I'm late, y'all. Uh, we just absolutely got slammed with a, I guess, brunch rush. I'm not quite sure what that was. Uh um. Uh, oh, uh, Wesley, and I start like uh, doing like uh, fixing my hair, <laughs> like, Wesley, and uh, brushing off my apron. It's good to see you. Uh, how's your day treating you? Uh, it, it's it's quite good. I I was just dropping by to welcome you to the competition, and you know, just to say I'm looking forward to to what you all do at the place. Um, and then he kind of goes to to shake your hand before he leaves. Do you want to try to flirt with him a little bit or? Uh, I think I just wanted to, I just want to say, you mentioned you were really excited about the baking competition. Did you have something special in mind? Uh, I think at that, you know, he was smiling, but now it's, it's a, a full on grin. And he says, oh, yes, uh, I have a bit of a sweet tooth and uh, cookies are, are, well, they're pretty much the key to my heart. I, uh really looking forward to uh to tasting what all of you cook up but first things first and he kind of gestures to uh to the store of course of course cookie's always the best way to put a smile on your face though and i'll actually just slip a cookie in his pocket <laughs> what kind of cookie it's a chocolate chip cookie in a t- little to-go bag that says snow day cafe where joy knows no season <laughs> like on the little to-go bag amazing was this a standard cookie that you usually make? I'm assuming yes. Yes, this is one I okay. bake every day. This is like the our like our chocolate chip cookie. Okay, I think then that that's a good cookie. I don't think you have to like roll for that. Um, I think that cookie is good. Um, he's gonna take it with a with a grin, that grin on his face, and he'll say, 
I'll, I'll be sure to enjoy this later. Um, and then he kind of quickly walks out. Don't let it impact your judging. <laughs> Incredible. And as he's uh, walking away and too far to hear, or do. <laughs> Beth is just like, badass. <laughs> yes. And then as, as he walks away, uh, you do get another great uh, glance at his ass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I think your mom, Mrs. Finkelstein, Harry, um, just says, well, Harry, I'll, I'll leave you guys to it. I just, uh, oh, he is such a dear. Judy says uh, he's probably going to be our next mayor. It's going to be incredible. Well, I'll, uh, I'll let you all go. Uh, I, I hope you do, do well on, on your decorating. And then she kind of gets up and, and she's definitely like a little on the, on the older side. I'm going to I'm going to help her up and help her out the store. Mom, you, you can't ma- keep making the trip up and down the hill over here. It's not it's not good for your joints. I know. I know, Harry, but uh, it brings me such joy to, to see this place. You know, your father built this with his own two hands. And it's it just brings joy to my heart to, to see this place running after so many years. I know. Listen, Mom, next time you come next time you come, just just tell me I'll, I'll help you up the stairs at the very least. Or we'll we'll get a ramp up here. Just you can't keep doing this alone. I know, I know, Harry. You, you take such good care of me. Um, and then she she kind of uh, leaves. I think I'm gonna like help her down. Is that all right? Is is it all right? That, like, like I helped her down. <laughs> Mike wants to establish that he's a good dude in universe. <laughs> uh, maybe he's hoping that uh, Wesley is is outside and is going to see him. Yeah. Uh, doing a good deed. Yeah. Um. Okay. Nice guy, TM. Right. So at this point. I think you all are kind of maybe sitting down at a table in one of the rooms of the Halloween shop and you all are going to need to plan how you are going to do this decoration. So the way this is going to work, I think Mike, since this is kind of your vision, I want you to Mm. kind of describe how you think we can kind of turn this into something that's going to fit the theme or like describe the vision of the theme and then each of you uh, will pick kind of one thing you'd like to do to help accomplish that theme. And um, and then mm. we'll do some rolling and I'll, and I'll explain kind of the mechanics for that. So no matter what you do to Harold's House of Halloween, it's going to look like a gothic house on a hill with a bunch of dead grass all around it. It's going to look isolated. It's going to look spooky as all hell. And in years past for the hammery, we've tried to throw some tinsel on the outside We've tried to like uh, put up an inflate a giant inflatable hedgehog, uh, which got blown over because there's uh, nothing protecting the hill from the wind. And really, we're just sort of at a loss for how to make this very haunted looking house look any less haunted. And I think Harry wants to make a genuine go at this, but it's sort of like with all things related to this business, kind of stuck with what it is um, and doesn't know how to turn it into something other than what it is. It is its truest self at all times. And he can't really seem to do anything about that. Okay. And so he might turn to everybody and be like, I, you know, we're all welcome to, you're all welcome to, to try to give this a shot, but this place seems to have a bit of a character of its own. And I, I don't really know how to turn it into something else. Well, not a problem. According to the fall Mark manual of joy, love, cheer, and holiday pride, We can absolutely employ first principles to getting this place in great working order to win this competition. So if we just have like a whiteboard or a poster or something that we can start mind mapping this, 
I'm absolutely ready to execute. Mm. Well, okay. we don't have a whiteboard, but um, and I'm going to uh, take out like a couple of banners of exclusively orange and black construction paper are all I have over here. Um, some uh, chalk that's packaged as a crime scene chalk uh, to, to write with and uh, some fake blood as well as like we can get a little crafty here. They train me for this. <laughs> and I think we're just gonna, we're gonna get started. I think I think you see Dana like taking the chalk and kind of you had mentioned the inflatable hedgehog at, at the top of the hill they got blown away. And I think yeah. she's kind of diagramming this and like mm-hmm. kind of like showing the path and like question mark and stuff like that and trying to <laughs> sort of map this out. Yeah. Incredible. Okay. So at this point, um, I think we kind of montage through you guys kind of struggling to get the paper up onto a wall and pinned. And then each of you kind of going up and writing stuff on there. Then some of you going and crossing stuff out. And, um, you know, then we see some some coffee cups pile up on the table. It's clear that you guys are, are spending a long time just trying to get this right. At the end of that session, I think... We're going to come away with one item that each of you is going to be responsible for. And since there is a time limit, there's going to be like a limited number of opportunities for you to do this without failing. So if you fail, then you will have the opportunity to kind of re-roll or try to salvage what you did. But there's only a limited number of times that you can do that without, um, you know, potentially losing. So with all of that said... Does anyone have an idea for what they want to be responsible for in terms of decorating um, the house? So my special skill is uh, keys to the office. So after work hours, you have free roam around your place of work. No one questions who comes or goes uh, with you or whatever you may need to borrow. So in my head, uh, like Hemsworth is a big deal for Fallmark because they have like a large uh, warehouse and like outlet store there. So I was imagining that Beth would head over there to kind of break out some of the like new prototypes, uh, one of which being like a projection kind of uh, screen, how they like project Christmas lights using, uh, again, projectors onto the the building. So instead of like taking a long time to hang stuff up and, and crawl up and down three flights of stairs or whatever, we just set mm-hmm. up the projector. Um, in years past, Harry has used the hill to its advantage to the best of its advantages over here to do like a pumpkin luge. And there's like a small little pumpkin luge course type situation where people would like get small, those small sugar pumpkins that you might keep that are ornamental <laughs> on your like in uh-huh. your kitchen or something like that. That would like roll down a specific track and people would race them. And I think what he's going to do is get creative and just like repaint the entire like track over here to be like white and snowy so that we could do like a hedgehog roll so that people could like compete to like get their hedgehog down uh, the hill the fastest. Um, And so he's going to try to like take advantage of like the hill in that way. And what are the hedgehogs? Are they real hedgehogs? (laughs) No, no, of course not. No, no, no. Uh, We are going to... uh, God, what is what is a good uh, thing that we, we're going to take some uh, some fake plastic skulls over here and get like get we're going to steal a bunch of other things from like other costumes. So we're going to take uh, we're going to break off some of the teeth from the fangs over here to like get the spikes on the back of the hedgehog. Uh, we're going to get real gritty with it over here and like glue them onto the skulls. And we're going to smooth them down so they don't look like little skulls and they're going to roll down. Uh, they're going to be like textured little plastic 
definitely not skulls hedgehogs that you can like roll down the hill that are definitely not skulls in fact they're gonna look like bowling balls because we're gonna go ahead and take the eyes and the nose and like make the nose a little bit bigger so you can put you can just like roll it down like it's a bowling ball down this this luge uh track okay all right it's shaping up so dana i know (laughs) that you're very into the hedgehog rolling um is that something that you want also want to participate in or do you have a different idea because we could totally find a way to make both of you i like that i think that dana is jumping in pretty frequently and be like that will never like that won't work the weight's all wrong you have to do it this way and is kind of trying to like correct all of the no, no, just, just, just inaccuracies and like we're just going back okay. and forth like no it's fine we, if we if we do it this way then it's they're, they're just gonna they're gonna roll too smoothly they're gonna be like balls it's gotta be a hedgehog it's gotta bounce a little bit it's gotta have some life so I'm trying to think of like how I want you guys to roll for this because I think I know what I want to do with mm. Lauren. So Mo, okay. I want to hear what Carol Ann is planning and then I'll figure out kind of how we how we do the rolls. I mean, I think that Carol Ann is probably running. I think that what I would do is like run home to grab a bunch of bed sheets mm-hmm. and then just cut them up into snowflakes. Uh, like a bunch of old ratty bed sheets and then cut them mm-hmm. up into snowflakes and make like snowflake garlands and just okay. string snowflake garlands around the store. But it wouldn't just be snowflake garlands. It would also be like if there's like pumpkins, I would like cut it so it looked so like just like make a rim around the top of like the, the jack-o'-lantern like mm-hmm. candy bucket. So it looked like it was like snow frosted. I'm essentially mm-hmm. adding like a touch of of winter to the whole ordeal. I also think I'm just throwing glitter. Like okay. I'm just like indiscriminately <laughs> throwing glitter all over the place. No. And I'm just no wait no that, that's going to be impossible to get up. I'm going to start taking down all of the fake cobwebs and like trying to like make them look like piles of snow all over the place in the inside. There's okay. not a whole lot and so it's not going to look like a lot of snow, but there'll be snow, like a little snow pile. Amazing. Okay. So I think then Beth, you're going to do the projector. Um, so I think mm-hmm. that that is going to be a mental role. Yes. So you'll have to do Coco. Absolutely. So let's see how you do on that. All right. I have a plus three. Damn. Damn. Yes. Wow. That's an 11. She responds really positively to shame. And she took all of the emotional energy from seeing her ex and transformed it into coding out this very elaborate, beautiful display to be projected on the outside of the the store. Okay. So what kind of display is it? Is it, like you said, it was like lights. Is it like a, a video or is it like snow falling or like... Yeah, I think it's like something snow-crusted, sparkling, all of the, the greatest classic winter mm-hmm. kind of hits in a very unabrasive uh, manner that kind of flows maybe from one scene to another. Mm. Um, But it's very well executed and minimal carbon footprint. Okay. So kind of like a slideshow or like a a loop of a video that just kind of goes on the outside and and makes it feel. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, So then, Harry, you wanted to repurpose all of your supplies to create the the luge and and the the hedgehog bowling balls Mm -hmm. so can you read us your Mm -hmm. skill yeah um you've become pretty skilled in various kinds of handiwork by running your own business for so long 
Whether it's making decorations from scrap materials or fixing a leak, you've learned on the job uh, from on the job experience. Okay, so I think that means that for building the luge and everything like that, I think you just do that. Like you already had it. There's not much to that. I think the tricky part is going to come and how are we going to make the hedgehogs? So I would like, and I know Dana was trying to get involved and Harry was trying to get involved. So Dana, I think I would like you to roll something for to like design or try to give Harry some direction on how to make this accurate. And then I think Harry, I want you to roll for how to actually make these hedgehog bowling balls. Um, and depending on how well Dana mm. does, that might give you an advantage. Yeah. Um, so what stat would I use for that? Mm. Well, I mean, I think it depends if you're kind of using your your knowledge of how this would work, then I think that would be your cocoa or your mental. But if you are kind of pulling on like, you know, you're trying to describe it in a way, um, then that could, you know, could be more of a um, a cheer. And what would I be rolling here? Sweaters? Yeah, you'd be rolling sweaters. Fuck yeah. I mean, I have a plus four inch here, so I definitely would advocate for that. But if you think it's more cocoa, I could uh, use one of my no, I, my magic what? points on this if I need to. I I do think that it would be more mental. Um, so I think you would do have okay. to do cocoa. Yeah. So I think I'm going to use my special skill then to use uh, cheer instead for this. So okay. So what does how can you describe how you are getting this this information? Yeah, so I, I think that I don't think we see what she's looking at yet, but I think mm-hmm. that Dana takes a laptop out of the messenger bag and is like kind of typing on it. And as uh, Harry is kind of constructing these hedgehog stand ins, she's kind of like, no, 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 it has to be like this. And is kind of like giving him sort of specific instructions or pointers on things that he's working on as he's assembling these mm-hmm. uh, hedgehog replicas, seemingly okay. looking at the at the laptop and getting this information. Okay. And so if you use your magic point, I'm trying to find the the description. If you use your magic points, does that mean you just do it? No, no. So if I um so I have three magic points and if I use one of them I can roll with cheer instead of sweaters or cocoa. Ah, so I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna go it. ahead and, and uh use okay. cheer to yeah, let's do um, it. All right, let's roll plus one. I think I think the cheer is like me getting the information from whatever was on the other end of this laptop. So, mm. but all right, let's do it. All right, that's okay. an eleven. I'll take a nine. We're crushing it. So Dana rolled an eleven, and then Harry rolled a nine. So I think between the two mm. of you, I mean, I think that's the success. You're able to, you know, make these bowling balls, and and I think I think that just goes off without a hitch. Hell yeah. So, okay. Okay. Dana, I know this is a little crazy and maybe we're leaning a little too far into this. Tell me if this like preserves the historical accuracy in a way that doesn't uh, in any way denigrate the history of Hemsworth. But what if at the bottom of the track over here, we had uh, some trees in the way and the goal is to bowl them over so you can get to the clearing where Hemsworth is eventually founded. That way we turn it into a game. I think she kind of goes and is like looking at the laptop and is like, Nothing. Well, nothing in the record said there weren't trees that he bowled over. I guess, but I mean, that wasn't what I. No, never mind. Yeah, let's do it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take some um 
some uh, candy corn displays over here, spray paint them green, just stack them on top of the other to look like uh, pine trees and and throw them Excellent. down at the bottom. Okay. So I think now you've got this kind of luge course that goes down the hill. And at the bottom, you've got these pine tree pins set up. Um, and now you've got mm. a full array of hedgehog bowling balls that um, people can use to um, to play. Awesome. So now, Carol Ann, you had wanted to just decorate by basically doing a bunch of crafting. So I think that would be a sweater's roll. I think that's correct. All right. That is a 12. Wow. Okay. Damn. I mean. Holy crap. It is. When Haley's DM, everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Have you all just considered I'm really good at rolling dice and that you haven't gotten that on your team yet until now? Mm. That's true. I hadn't considered that. <laughs> And I refuse to consider it now. Let's move along. <laughs> That's why all our D&D games whip. used to go so long is because John used to roll really well for all the monsters we were trying to kill. That's true. That's true. It's just nat 20s every time. <laughs> okay. So I think, Carol and you have done what is kind of hard to believe that just with a few simple supplies, you were able to transform the inside of this haunted this haunted house into something that feels cheery and uh and bright if anything maybe we can credit the fact that you have been a single mom who works too hard and loves her kids and never stops and maybe just you know you've been scrappy over all those years and uh and you've really learned how to to take love and and put it into um everything you do you made all your daughter's costumes oh Unquestionably, every costume for Halloween for eighteen years, theater, every and theater, co- every Christmas decoration, I homemade all of it. Um, I think I just look around, my eyes start to water, and I'm like, Vaz gonna love this one. Hey there, it's Mike. Thank you so much for listening to Worlds Away. It's been an absolute blast making the show and inspiring so much future fan fiction. If you're enjoying Worlds Away so far, you can help us out by spreading the word to friends, family, and coworkers you corner at the water cooler. We're relying entirely on word of mouth to advertise, so this is the number one way to help support the show. And if you've already talked about us to everyone you know and want another way to support us, you can also rate and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you use to listen to podcasts. You can also give us a shout out on social media on most platforms at Worlds Away Pod or at our website, worldsawaypod.com. Thanks again for listening. And now back to the episode. Okay. So now we are once again looking at Main Street of Hemsworth. It is getting dark. But all of the street lights have now started to turn on and all of the holiday decorations have started to turn on as well. So in addition to wreaths and bows and all sorts of other decorations, there's uh, lines of lights everywhere. 
even the street lights have uh, some extra lights on them. So uh, they're even more bright than normal. And through that light, you can kind of see that some very light snow has started to fall. It's not the first snow of the season by any means, but it is starting to kind of settle in and, and just put that, you know, romantic white frosting on, on everything. So as we look at Main Street, we see a lot of businesses have some specific decorations as well. So, of course, we see kind of at the top of the hill, uh, Harold's House of Halloween. And as we know, it is still a gothic house. But thanks to all of your efforts, it now looks strangely cheery and bright. So even though uh, beneath it all, it, it still looks a little haunted. We can see that the entire uh, wall on the outside is lit up with uh, rotating seasonal images. So the snowflakes falling, uh, some landscapes of, of trees with, blanketed in snow, um, a warm fireplace with, uh, with a large fire burning. Um, so it's just some of those kinds of images are rotating by. And then we see uh, on the outside, of course, the uh, mini hedgehog roll course uh, with a, a kind of a luge where you can roll those balls down and they hit those pins at the bottom. And um, we can already actually see a line starting to form as some of the local kids want to want to start playing. But moving down the main street, we see some of the other businesses that have been decked out as well. So we see the diner that that Carol Ann works at next door. And we can see through the window some of Carol Ann's signature bedsheet snowflakes uh, that they're kind of uh, hanging inside. And it also looks bright and cheery. And we see some, you know, folks sitting down to, to eat dinner. Just past that, we see the Lion's Inn, which you may recognize as, as being owned by, by Judy, the mayor. And um, it kind of always has a general Christmassy appearance, uh, but specifically today, it's got uh, wreaths, some bushes out front that have uh, some berries dotting them. And it, it just, uh, it looks like the most cozy, perfect uh, little inn that you can imagine. Um, across the street from that, we see all of the good stuff, which uh, you may remember is owned by Graham Singh, the other judge. And you can see outside, it's got a giant poster of a, like an olive oil bottle. And then inside the windows, you see that all of the bottles are red and green colored. So it seems like there's some sort of special display to, uh, to commemorate the occasion. So these are some of the stores uh, that you see. Now, as we turn back, we see the four of you emerge out of Harold's House of Halloween. And as you walk up the street, you are headed to the square where uh, there's also some additional activities that have been set up uh, for the holiday fair tonight. So as you start walking towards the square, what do you do? Do you have any conversations? Um, I think I walk up to Beth and I'm just like, darling, about earlier that Caitlin girl. Now, let me be honest with you. She is sweet as a slice of pie, 
but she's about half as bright. <laughs> you don't have much to worry about there. And I'll pat her on the shoulder. Uh, th- thanks, Carolyn. I think, um, you know, like kind of with the refreshing the memory of the very embarrassing exchange that happened before, you know, Beth was maybe feeling pretty good about the the execution of the uh, the decoration, but reminding her, uh, even though it was very well intentioned, she's kind of now reminded of her general awkwardness. Mm. And <laughs> I, but I think that you know Carol Ann is just such a beautiful soul and such a good, cool mom that Beth is like, you know, I just. I gotta be honest. I I just, you know, when a guy is like, I I love you, but I, I she she supports my emotional support kazooing career, and you know I you know, he's telling me all this stuff about you know he doesn't want to live this buttoned up life that I live, and he just wants to really engage in his hair aura analysis i was just like could you just tell me can are we making rent this month that's all i really wanted to know i i don't know maybe i'm not mm-hmm. making a lot of sense but no darling you are making perfect sense you are making per- take it from someone who knows deadbeat men <laughs> you dodged a bullet <laughs> you yeah. you are better off without a kazoo player i'll tell you that much just you think they've got a good laugh they make you smile. They're friendly. They ain't shit, Beth. <laughs> I think she's going to like wipe away one tear. It was like, <laughs> it was really beautiful kazooing, though. <laughs> I know, baby. I know. Okay. So I think uh, this is perfect. the perfect time for, uh, as she says, it was really beautiful kazooing. <laughs> you actually hear the sound of a kazoo playing. Um, and oh. it's. <laughs> uh. Uh, I'm sorry. I feel bad about this, but I just have to. Um, <laughs> you you, you know how to do this. Uh, the kazoo, and it's actually um, playing a, a, a surprisingly beautiful rendition of Carol of the Bells. And it's like not really clear how this kazoo is like just it, it's kind of magical. Um, and as you maybe look up, you see across the street from where you're standing is actually the hair aura shop where they uh, read your hair aura. And of course, we know that that is owned by Brett and Caitlin. So you actually see Brett standing there you know, playing his kazoo behind him. You can see the decoration of the hair aura uh, shop. It was, you know, what team snowman was, was decorating while you all were decorating the haunted house. So you can actually see that they've chosen kind of a dark fantasy theme. Um, So it's got a path that goes up to the door that kind of looks like gravel. And then there's like little mushrooms and kind of little rocks out in the yard to make it feel kind of uh, like a a magical fairy glen. But then it's also blanketed by snow and, and you see some fairy lights on, on the building itself. And then you see Brett playing the kazoo dressed in vaguely fantasy esque. It's, it looks like if someone went to the Ren fair, but they weren't trying super hard. 
So he's kind of ca- got like a tunic and, and some pants and, and he's playing the kazoo. How do you react? Is there any way that I can just walk past? You certainly can. You can keep walking. Uh, but the the mental damage you've sustained is is going to stay with you. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And I'll just be like, I, I actually think that's just the way that he likes to dress. <laughs> that's just oh not God. dressed up or anything. <laughs> it's just like, this is his is like favorite kazooing dress. And I'm just like, oh, there's so many good nights in that dress. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, again, to try to steal herself, she's going to be like, I'm here for the promotion. You know, like, he exists. I exist. We're both doing our things. And I am healthy. And so I think she actually wants to kind of scope out and see. I I, I heard your description. Does it look so it looks well done? Does it look better than ours? I think Beth is like, again, trying to get in the competition mode. It definitely looks good. You know that there are some of the other businesses that you haven't seen them yet, so you don't know exactly what they all look like. But you did pass um, another one that you know was one of the competition businesses, and it looked fine. So you have mm. a feeling that, you know, it's hard to say between this one and yours which one's better. But overall, you know, you, you, you're feeling good, right? I think you have grounds okay. to feel good. I think she's going to use that information to steal herself and okay. try to move away from the the hair aura shop. Yeah. Okay. So I think while maybe Beth and Carol Ann, you all were chatting and maybe you stopped to kind of look at the hair aura shop, uh, maybe Harry and Dana, you were walking a little further ahead. Mm-hmm. Do you all uh, have a conversation or exchange any words? Yeah, so let me just set the scene really quickly. Um, Harry has switched from his uh, jeans and T-shirt into black slacks, black shoes, smart leather shoes, uh, a button-down white shirt, puffy, of course. And he's got a compact in his hand, and he's applying a lot of white makeup to his face as he's going. Just walking and talking at this point, kind of surveying the rest of the scene over here. It's like, oh, we're running late. We're, I knew we shouldn't have put the finishing t- those those finishing touches on the trees. They were, they were going to be fine no matter what. We got we to gotta get to the booth. And uh, he's just, like, trying to apply his makeup as he's going. Okay. Harry, you definitely look great, but what's uh, what's with the makeup? What's with the makeup? Nightmare Before Christmas. I've got to get into costume. Uh, do you have the mascara? I, I need the black. I have the, I, have the, I have the ash gray right now. I need the black. Do you have the black with you? Uh, yeah. Here, hold on. And I think she takes out a, a tube of mascara from the messenger bag. Okay. Okay. And I'm just going to start applying it like right around my eyes at this point. Uh, do, you have, do you have the talcum powder? I think she's just going through the like her bag yeah. and handing Harry and stuff. He's going to like he has like slicked back his hair and he's pushing it off to the sides. Uh, and as he's walking and talking with you, slowly coming together is is a vampire costume. Uh, standard Dracula fare with like uh, but we're talking like old school Dracula with like the, the white sides to the hair, hair slicked back. Uh, and he's like frantically searching around in his cape and like the pockets of the cape because it does have pockets uh for a pair of uh of like fangs to to throw in as well and he's really just trying to get into uh i guess his uniform right now for the evening and as this is happening uh i just want to say dana how's the competition looking right now yeah yeah some of them look pretty good um you know brett and caitlin's shop is uh, it seems like they put a lot of work into it but you know I, i think that that what we did with 
with your serves really gonna take the cake if if brett and caitlin are our biggest competition we've got this one in the bag all of these people have missed the entire point of this competition it is to win over the children and if the children aren't having a good time screaming their heads off waiting in line to participate in your booth you're not going to win and the parents aren't going to see your shop what they are going to see is wherever the kids drag them and we've got a game and nobody else does we got this we got this Cool to see you uh, so uh, excited about it, Fink. But, well, I got to say, I really uh, saw a sp- that spark in your eye when you were talking about the, the hot sauce with Wesley. Oh, well, you know, I'll talk to hot sauce. I'll talk about hot sauce with anybody. Um, and what about you? you? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Just uh, don't shut down when folks aren't buying into the holiday spirit. Sometimes they, they need that extra push. I think you should uh, try a little harder when that happens. Yeah, I just, I mean, I know not everyone has had the same experience with Hemsworth that I have or the same excitement about the, the story, but um, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You're right. Fink. I'll try to, to keep my head up. You, you keep trying people. They'll come along. Okay. So I think as uh, as you say that, you know, Harry, you're still kind of dabbing on makeup at the same time, kind of walking a bit fast. And uh, all of a sudden you sort of bump into someone. Um, You just didn't see her um, in front of you. Um, You look down and uh, you see that it's uh, it's old Mrs. Costa and she is just locking up her her tea shop. And actually before when you had walked by you had seen that there was a for sale sign in front of it but now there is a giant sold sign on top of the for sale sign and and you see her locking up uh and obviously you just bumped into her uh so what do you do oh miss costa i'm so sorry i wasn't paying attention to where i was walking are, are you okay oh dearie oh, oh whoa what 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 now, now what are you what you are giving me a fright is is that you think is that you under there yeah, Mrs. Costa, I'm, I'm heading over to the booth. Oh dear, uh, you're you're still intent on doing that uh that Halloween thing, is that right? That's that's the plan. Well, you know, I think I'm I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss that. Miss it? You're not gonna come tonight? Oh no, I I mean uh, I'll be there for a little bit, but I I just meant next year. I um uh, I don't know if you can, I mean. I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything yet, but uh, I just, I just sold, I just sold the shop. To, oh my God, to who? Well, I mean, I think he's, he's trying not, not to make a big deal out of it, but uh, it was, uh, it was that charming young boy, Wesley. He, uh, he came up to me a few weeks ago. He, he said he noticed that the, the shop wasn't doing well, uh, good business. And I, I, I told him, you know, I don't know what it is. I, I keep the tea stocked and just don't see people coming in these days. But then he he said, you know what? I uh, kind of asked me if, if I was still happy. And I said, oh, my God, I can't think of the last time that I thought about whether I was happy. I've just been running this tea shop for as long as I can remember. Uh, but then when uh, when he asked me that, I, I, I really started to think. And I thought, you know, my sister moved to Florida and uh, she says quite nice there. And uh, I, I really thought, you know, I, I, I do want to keep the spirit of, of, of Hemsworth alive, but my bones are old and I. I think I'm going to go to Florida. And and uh, and then he he's told me, let me buy the place. 
uh, it's 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 going to be much better than uh, than than trying to sell to uh, to someone who doesn't understand Helmsworth. And he said he'll he'll try to keep the the tea shop alive, uh, maybe re- renovate or, or something like that. And and you know I told him at this point, I just want to get out. I just I want some sunshine. I the snow is beautiful, but I just want some sunshine. So so yeah, I I I, I think it's uh, still getting finalized. But uh, honestly, I'm I'm flying out tomorrow. And and. I guess, are you happy about that? I think so. I think uh, I've been running that tea shop a long time. I mean, longer, longer than you've been running your Halloween shop. You know, your 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 dad and I we we opened up our businesses a, just a few years apart. It's 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 been a long time, and I think it is time for something new to happen. You know, we don't have to keep holding on to the past, and I am so thankful that Wesley was here and was was able to. Uh, to take it over. I would I would hate to see the the tea shop go away completely, but uh it was time. Anyway, and she kind of pats you on the shoulder. You look a little bit washed out, but uh I I, I do hope you enjoy tonight. That that's that's just the makeup, but I'll 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 miss you. She kind of gives you a skeptical look like she doesn't really think she doesn't really believe that that's 100% the makeup, but she's like, "All righty then. Well, so s- say bye to your mother for me." And then she uh, walks away. I think uh, I think Harry's a little I think Harry's a little dazed by that. Like, does he keeps on walking, like still trying to finish put the finishing cups of the makeup, but like the movements are a little less focused. There's less attention to detail, and he is, I guess, like kind of like doing this in in a daze. Okay, so as you all walk up to the square. You see that the platform that was there earlier today is still there, but instead of having chairs or anything like that on it, it's actually a gingerbread house display. So you can see several different gingerbread houses are up there. And then across the rest of the square, lots of other booths and activities have been set up. Now you, Beth, you received word that the judges are going through and inspecting each of the decoration jobs that you all did for the next hour or so. So they will be roaming around and wandering the entire uh, main street and the and the square. But until they are done, there's really not much for you all to do. So you all have been encouraged to come out and enjoy the fair. Carol Ann, uh, you actually see your daughter, uh, Violet, come up and, and meet you. You also see some other familiar faces in the crowd as well. So now each of you is going to have a chance to um, pick something fun to do. So either at one of the businesses I named or um, in one of the booths on the square, or if you want to come up with a, with a different shop that's on Main Street that we haven't talked about yet, um, that's fine too. But the idea is for you to kind of be enjoying your time, enjoying the fair and, and enjoying the, the spirit of the hamburger. Does anyone know what activity they want to be doing? Yes. Okay. Uh, I guess Mike, let's let's start with you. What is what is Harry going to do with the with this next hour or so that he has? I'm going to my booth. We're gonna we're gonna open it, and I'm I'll I'll leave it there. That's where I'm heading to is the booth right now. Okay. And so the booth. Tell us a little bit about the booth. So it's it's set up in the square. I know it's. Nightmare Before Christmas theme, but what what does it look like? So I, I had to work really hard at this, but I convinced the mayor to let me purchase six spots for the booth. 
And oh, we okay. have a pop-up haunted house at the square and various Halloween activities. There's bobbing for apples. Uh, there's a little bit, there's going to be like a costume contest at some point. And, you know, there's even a pop-up, what looks like a well that just has uh, green punch out of it that you can pick up with like a ladle uh, and like mm-hmm. just take to go. There's like a little mini pop-up like costume shop over there for, that just really has like a, a, some of the essentials, right? So it's just like plastic teeth, gloves, maybe like a mask or two, nothing like nothing like full kit type setup over here that's uh, being sold. And the entire time uh, there's music, there's just like, there's like pop-up scares. Um, but the main attraction is the haunted house. Harry has gone all out on this. Uh, we're talking like paid actors from from sunny Orlando, we brought the best and brightest from Halloween Horror Nights to like really recreate the horror of uh, haunted houses and bring that that spirit to Hemsworth. Uh, Harry has spent no expense. Uh, some might call this totally irresponsible to <laughs> to make this the best haunted house experience that you could have at a small town uh, holiday festival. All right. So I guess my question for you is. Why has Harry done all of this? Because it doesn't on its face. This is a winter festival. So why has Harry gone to all this trouble to to set this up? Harry's dad's final wish before he passed five years ago was that Harry would continue to run the family business and keep it in the family for as long as he could. And Harry's mom is very attached to the business and also really wanted to see it continue. Mm -hmm. Harry has absolutely no interest in running the family (laughs) business and has done everything he can to make it go bankrupt because while he will not walk away from the business and totally uh, reject his dad's final wish, he will try running it until it can't stay in business anymore. So he has tried doing everything that he can to make as many bad financial decisions as possible to make this business die. And it just won't. Um, Harry has tried. You've heard Christmas in July. He tried uh, Halloween in, in May. You wanted uh, back to school. He had back to ghoul. You wanted. <laughs> thank you. Amazing. For that one. Uh, you, you wanted to hear about like the New Year's Eve celebration. Like he had bats coming out of ghoul cakes Year's Eve. and everyone. Thank you. Oh, fuck. That's so much better. Ghoul Year's Eve. We already did ghoul. No, we did. Highlights ghoul. back to ghoul. So, um, like Harry has done absolutely everything in his power. Valentine's Day, the day after Valentine's Day, for all of the breakups, he had like the the Heartbreakers Ball. Everything that you could think of to try to spend as much money as possible to sink a business to make Halloween run year round. Harry has tried, and the people of Hemsworth have refused to let fail. And so this time, Harry is just going to go all out, spend all of his money in one place in a way that he can't possibly recoup. Because with Wesley coming back to town, an opportunity presented itself. If the holiday hamburgery was going to be the focus, then there was no way that Wesley could fail at that. And so the Halloween, the night before, sorry, the night before Christmas would have no better chance to fail than now when everyone was totally captivated by the hamburgery. It's perfect. And so he is going to spend as much money as possible, making it look like it's an honest effort to honor his dead father's wishes so he can finally close this business and dedicate himself to his real passion, hot sauces. Um, Okay. And uh, and so that that's what's happening over here. But like he's got to make it look good uh, because 
while he does want it to fail, he doesn't want it to be obvious that that's what he's trying to do. Okay. So I think we see that, you know, there is a bit of a crowd. People have started to file in and and kind of start to check out the other booths. I think there's there's a few people wandering around, but but I don't know if there is really much excitement um, on on this uh, on the side of the square when there's uh, so many other booths. So but so you're going to spend this time just kind of manning the booth and overseeing everything that's going on. Manning the booth. And in fact, I've even got um, candy corn roulette going on over here. So there are uh, six candy corns that are available and one of them is a secret spicy candy corn and you play with your friends. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back to that and and see how uh, the, the night progresses. Does anyone else know what they would like to be doing in this uh, in this fair? I think that Beth is going to head over to all of the good stuff. And I want to thank you for typing that out because <laughs> I did not realize it was a fucking pun. I did not. Ladies either. and gentlemen, That's all of the good so... stuff is olive, as in the food, all of the good stuff. And it's a olive oil store bravo like bravo thank you phenomenal Mm -hmm. but so i think she's gonna head over to all of the good stuff because i think she's gonna try to find uh a little like bougie food gift for her mom okay so she's gonna be shopping for a gift for her mom and we'll we'll kind of narrate that um in a minute uh dana what uh what are you up to so i think dana is kind of like thinking on the conversation from with Harry and is kind of goes to try to like cheer herself up a little bit. And so she goes into the kind of booths in the square and starts looking for carnival games. Uh, so kind of activities to sort of some childlike frivolity, but I think she's going from booth to booth and kind of seeing things that reflect a very flippant perspective on the story of Hemsworth, the hedgehog. Mm. I think there's like hedgehog toss things and oh, like little throwing the the sort of snowball into sort of various holes or whatever targets. And I think the thing that really gets her is like a whack-a-mole game, but they're all like hedgehog figures. Right. And sacrilegious. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think she's feeling pretty down about this uh, and then like goes to get and like an ice cream sundae but it's like styled in the shape of a hedgehog and so she's just kind Mm. of sitting on a park table staring into this ice cream sundae okay carol ann any idea on what you would like to do i think i am looking for a gift for violet okay uh so i am i am sort of perusing so are you perusing like the booths in the square or maybe like a boutique on the street or I'm imagining like sort of like a like a holiday market. So yep. like some of the booths in the square going through like the holiday market booths looking for something. And I think I'm looking for something that like like I'm a cool mom. So like I'm looking for something that I think that she I could give her that she could like bring with her to college next year. Like marijuana. Okay. <laughs> Like something to keep her not marijuana that cool. in that's stylish. Okay. Like something to keep it in. Not not the marijuana itself. I'm not that cool. But like something <laughs> she could keep her drugs in. Okay. Amazing. 
All right. Okay, so I back. think. Stop. <laughs> kind of. So I think each of you kind of splits up, uh, goes your separate ways, and we're going to kind of cycle through. So first, I think we're going to go with Beth to all of the good stuff. And as you walk up to all of the good stuff, you see, you know, it's lit up. It's got all of these themed olive oil, you know, colored olive oil and other related pickles and and other, you know, artisanal Mm -hmm. Uh, preserves Spices uh, kind of yeah yeah on display and then you open the door and step inside and you see someone behind the counter it's it's not the owner but as you're stepping in you actually f- behind you you see someone hold the door open and grab the door well what what do you do i think i'll right like take a step inside and maybe like half glance back um like i'm mm-hmm. gonna position myself i assume there's like some sort of rack of yeah again like Mm -hmm. you know spice mix or something near the front and i'll start to like look at that but i'll also like glance at whoever just walked in behind me okay and uh and you when you glance you see that it is actually wesley he is dressed in the same uh sweater from earlier but he's got uh his his jacket back on top of it still looking good and you can see he has a clipboard in his hand, but uh, but he's he's stepping inside the shop behind you. Uh, what do you do? I'll be like, oh, oh, h- hello, Wesley. Don't let me uh, don't let me get in your way. <laughs> don't want you to think think too highly of the, the competition, though, either. Maybe I should get in your way or maybe it, I should just I, I, I'll just I'll just uh, I'll just leave you to do your job. Actually, I think I think as you're as you're mumbling, he kind of laughs and greets you with a warm smile and says, Oh, Beth, uh, what a pleasure. I I didn't expect to run into you here. I was just stopping in to, uh, to grab something that Graham left behind. But, um, you know, I actually wanted to, to chat with you. I, I've really enjoyed working with Fallmark, and, and I know it's, it's something you're passionate about. Tell me more. How, how, did you, how did you start working for Fallmark? Well, you know, I, um, I've just always loved the holiday cheer, of course. You know very well, growing up in Hemsworth, it was such an integral part of our upbringing. And, you know, it was just, there are so few areas in life, so few life choices you can make where you can perfectly blend uh, doing a good thing for the world, doing a good thing for yourself. Uh, And really, Fall March just offered me that opportunity. And so, you know, hoping um, that, this will be my year to to make that leap to junior VP of Holiday Spirit. But right now, just absolutely focused on the the competition at hand. I'll be honest, I uh, <laughs> I'm I'm actually I walked in here to um to find a gift for my mom. Though she, I mean, of course, of course, Fallmark has an exceptional line of gift giving options for any budget or tradition, but. I don't know. She always, I don't know if she always exactly likes what I get her. So I was trying to think a little harder this year. And she's kind of lo- a little bit lost in thought, staring mm-hmm. at the the olive oils and the spices yeah. and the, the, yeah. So I think uh, Wesley smiles and says, uh, uh, I understand. Uh, moms can be hard to shop for. But, you know, I- I'll tell you what, when I was talking to Graham the other day. He actually 
showed me this new olive oil he's got. It's it's infused with garlic, but it's also I, it's got a mix of spices I can't even describe. I I think it's it's his best one yet. And he kind of points to a bottle on the shelf and says, "If nothing else, I think uh, that this would be a great choice." Okay, I'm sorry, but can we do the thing where we both reach for it at the same time and our hands touch? Absolutely. So I think um, he goes to <laughs> to reach for it to um, to kind of grab it and and give it to you. But then I think at the same moment you also yeah. reach for it, and uh, and your hands both touch as you're both uh, yeah. grabbing the bottle. Oh, oh, sorry. Thank you. This is so. And she'll like, kind of like tuck a piece of hair behind her ear and like blush a little bit. She'll be like, "That's that's so kind. I'm sure I I'm sure she'll really like this. Thank you. Thank you for your advice. You know you know so much." And I'm. Um, thank you. Amazing. Uh, so I think he walks you up to the register and actually insists on paying. And then Ooh. as <laughs> you know, and, and he, he grabs a kind of gift card, like a little, not a gift card, a gift, um, a Box little card that you put or something. With, yeah. Uh, like the little card that you put in a gift to say who it's from, you know, what I'm talking about little oh, cards. Okay. Yeah. 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 The yeah. Tie, yeah. So he grabs one of those and says, listen, it's, it's been an absolute joy. Uh, I, I really want to talk to you a little bit more about, about Fallmark. They've offered me kind of an extraordinary opportunity, but, uh, I, I think the least I could do is, uh, is, is get this for you. Who, who should I, uh, who should I make the card out to? What's your mom's name? Oh, it's, uh, well, it, it, it's Mary Beth. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the Beth. She's Mary Beth. Oh, it's, that's it's lovely. Like a funny, it's a funny joke. Okay, and so then he just writes to Mary Beth in the card, um, and then puts it in the gift bag, and uh, you know, winks at the the cashier to say, you know, like I've got this, and uh, and hands it to you. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I- "I'm actually walking over to the uh, uh, to your friend Harold's store. We're uh, we're about to do the judging. Uh, y- you can't be there while while we're looking at it, of course, but perhaps you'll you'll accompany me on the way." Oh, uh, of course. I would I would love that. Okay. Um and so then I think both of you exit the store and start walking down um the street and then he he says you know I I I can tell that you love the holidays and and the spirit of it is maybe as much as I do. I I'm really looking forward to to what the future of Hemsworth could be. Have you ever considered uh you know moving back? I think Fallmark may be opening up more operations here soon, and, and you know it might be something to consider. Yeah, I um, you know, I I have uh, sat in a few huddles now where we were discussing increasing operations out of our Greater Hemsworth area warehouse. Um, it's definitely not not sure if. Moving back to Hemsworth was on the top of my list recently, recently. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm back here. I feel the spirit of the town. Um, got a lot of family here, of course. And, you know, a, a lot of signs are pointing uh, in in the direction of Hemsworth. And uh, and they're all pointing up, too. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping an open mind and open ears and an open heart, most importantly about where where my future might might be. I think at this point I do want you to kind of roll to impress 
Wesley yeah, um, and kind of maybe convince him that, yes, you are excited about Hemsworth and uh, and moving back. So I think that would be a a social. So that would be a cheer. OK. Did not pick the playbook truly optimized for romance with my negative one to cheer. But I do feel like this is very Beth. All right. Come on. No, oh, that's that is that's a, a four. four. OK. Yeah. Well, I think he kind of feels like maybe you're not being 100 percent honest with him. And mm-hmm. that are you really that into Hemsworth or are you just saying that, you know, to get on his good side, he, he kind of can't tell. So yeah. I think he's going to kind of step back and say, well, uh, well, listen, it's it's been great talking to you. I really enjoy working with Fallmark and um, please let your your mom know. I, I hope she enjoys the gift. I, I do have to run to uh, to finish this judging, but that thanks for, for you and, and everything you all do at Hallmark. And he kind of quickly steps away. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe you were kind of hoping for a hug or something, but that, that definitely doesn't happen. Yeah. All right. I'll get him yet. <laughs> you, you'll get him next time. So then I think yeah. we're going to now go over to Harry uh, at the square. And Harry, I think as you're at the booth, you're going to see more people start to come up. What is something that you are doing to kind of entice them more than everything that's already been set up? Uh, I'm going full like carnival barker, like MC type situation, trying to like get people to come over, notice the the booth, mm-hmm. um, calling into the streets and um, to match the uh, the costume. Um, come one, come all to Harold's house of Halloween. <laughs> now a booth for your Halloween oh, no. <laughs> horror experience. <laughs> Your holiday horror experience. This is so good. <laughs> Holy shit. What is okay. happening? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so I think like some kids are kind of amused by this and maybe, you know, are are into it. But it's still, still not really seeing like the stunning success that you weren't hoping for. Um, so, so maybe it's right on track. Right, right. And, you know, just... Can you brave the house of horrors or maybe satisfy a sweet tooth? Come on down to Harold's house of Halloween booth uh, for <laughs> one night only. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I think then people are kind of like seeing the candy corn and, and you know, so so you're getting a little yeah. bit of, of and, traffic. And be, but- oh, I, I want to make clear that uh, to everybody who sees this, this is my uniform in the store. And the, and the voice that I use when I'm working in the store as well. This is totally normal for everybody in Hemsworth to see. Wait, even this is the this is the Harry they're used to. Even when you're like checking people out at the register and be like, that will be twenty dollars. Oh, wait, no, that, that came Italian. I'm sorry. Here, here's your change. One dollar. Uh, uh, uh. Two dollars. Uh. That, that's right. That's right. Oh my god. That's okay. Right. I I don't even I don't even know what else to say about that. I think we're gonna move on to another scene because maybe. Yeah, no, because no, th- th- this this was this was uh, the, the tradition from Harold, and that's what he used to do to lean into it. And okay. so Harry's got to got to keep it going. Aw, all right, but he, but he hates himself a little bit for for doing it because it's ridiculous. Right, 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 right. Yeah, or, it, okay. it's not even that it's ridiculous. It's Harold. Harry doesn't hate this, right? Mm-hmm. Harry hates that he feels like he's boxed into having to do this. Mm. Okay, more so than anything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
All right. So I think Dana Lynn, you kind of took that ice cream that you bought from the booth. And uh, I think you kind of wandered out onto Main Street and sat down at at one of the benches. And you're there for maybe, you know, 10, 15 minutes. You're probably close to the end of your ice cream cone. And um, so so what are you doing? If I, if I can describe, actually, I, I think that okay. I'm sitting there and I think the the Sunday is like I'm not really eating it a lot. Okay. And I think it's just getting a little melty. And I think maybe she's like crying a little bit, uh, just kind okay. of thinking about the the lack of support for Hemsworth and the lack of belief in her her story that it seems like okay. people have been giving her. OK. Um. So is so she's just kind of sitting there, like sort of sadly. I'm kind of angling this... for Mr. Wright to show up and uh, and comfort me here. Well, your 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 wish is going to be granted. Um, I think as she's kind of staring, sitting there, maybe kind of sadly looking at that Sunday, um, and maybe sniffling a little bit as, as she's. I just want to interject and yeah. say that it is like winter and cold, and there is like light snow falling. But if she wants to have an ice cream in that kind of weather, then I guess uh, more power to her. Yeah, but that might be a reason that maybe she's not eating a lot of it because uh, it's already pretty mm. cold. So I think as she's kind of sitting there on that bench, uh, she sees someone walk by and kind of looks up, and who is it? But but Wesley. So he is walking away from the Halloween shop. Um, it seems like he's walking back towards the square. Do you say anything to to get his attention? Well, does it look like he's noticed me? Um, yeah, I think as he sees you at the bench, he kind of slows and, and it's not clear if he's okay. like going to try to stop and talk to you or, or what. I think if that happens, she kind of wipes her eyes with her, her sleeves and is like, hey, Wesley, s- sorry, I think um, I think I uh, must have still had some of the spicy cookies on my hands um, and is kind of trying to play off her crying as being that that's the reason. OK, I think. uh he kind of gives you like a confused look for a second, but then realizes that whatever that means, you're, you're clearly like upset. And so he says, hmm. uh, oh, uh, Dana, is is everything OK? And he kind of slows down and, and stops to stand right next to you at, at the bench. Is is something wrong? Yeah, all, all, everything's good. It's, you know, it's the best time of the year. Uh, what could I what could I be upset about? It's it's just really good. Um, you're just in, enjoying this uh ice cream sundae even though it's cold out i guess um yeah (laughs) so i think he's he's gonna laugh a little bit and say you know it's uh, i i I told you all i have a sweet tooth i i totally get it uh listen i don't know what's wrong Uh, maybe i can convince you to tell me a little bit more about it but either way i think we should go back to the square i've just finished up my my judging and i think you'll you'll be cheered up by by the atmosphere over there um, so he kind of like extends his uh, hand to to kind of take yours so he can help you up. I think she takes it. And if I can add also, I think that the Sunday has two spoons in it. OK, so I think she's like, um, yeah, that sounds good. Did you uh, want any of this? Oh, wow. Yeah. Two spoons. Look at that. Well, uh, I can't <laughs> let ice cream go to waste. And so then he he picks up one of the spoons and 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 has a has a few bites of of the sundae. At this point, I think you start to walk 
do you say anything else specifically to him or while he's kind of eating the Sunday? I think maybe it's like, oh, just kind of we're walking and talking. But I think at, at some point she kind of gets her courage up and says to him, Wesley, um, have you ever had a moment where you just know that something has to be true, that there's some purpose in your life, even if no one else sees things quite the same way? Of course. I, you know, I knew that there was something about you, Dana. There's, there's a lot of people out there who just go through day by day and don't really think about what's important in life. And, uh, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently since I, I moved back. I've uh, really come to appreciate what, what makes Hemsworth so special and what makes the holidays so special. And I think it's something that I want to have for this town year round. It's, it's something that we can't just isolate to, to just a few days. But anyway, all of that to say, I, yes, I, I know what you mean. And even when you feel like you're the only one who who knows what's going on, it's it's going to be okay. And I think he kind of pats you on the back. I think she kind of, like, if, if he kind of pats her on the back, I think she kind of slows walking and turns to him and says, no, I've, I've never had someone say that to me before, Wesley. You're really serious about moving back to Hemsworth, about finding that purpose in life? Uh, he says, uh, I think working on the Hambury has, has clarified things for me. I think we can take Hemsworth to, to another level. We can bring back all the tourism that, that we had lost. And I, I think it's, I'm really excited about it. What is it that, uh, that drives you? I think she kind of pauses for a minute, but then like looks at, Wesley and looks at the Sunday and kind of steals herself or gets her courage up. And then she says, the hamburger, the tourism, all this stuff, and kind of gestures out to the she kind of gestures out to the fair. I think people like to do things for the holiday spirit to kind of feel that connection, but sometimes I don't know if people actually believe that it's real. Uh, uh, what do you mean by that? When I was eight, I saw something. I had that moment, and I knew that the story of Hemsworth that we were told as kids, that it wasn't just a myth, it was real. Wesley, what do you believe? I believe that it's a, it's a beautiful story. I, you know, I'm, I'm very touched by, by what you experienced, and... I honestly haven't given much thought to whether Hemsworth really existed or not. I, you know, I, I'd really love to learn more about, about what you've experienced and what makes the story of Hemsworth so important to you. I think it is a foundation to our, our town. Listen, I, I have to get back to the square. We're going to, to start our announcement soon of the scores for, for stage one, but Let's, I, I'd, I'd love to learn more about this. I, I, ho- I hope we talk some more soon. And then I think at that, you're kind of turning into the square. And then as you get into the square, Dana, he kind of waves and, uh, and walks off in, in another direction. 
So I think at this point, we're going to go to Carol. So Carol, you are kind of browsing some items in the holiday market. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I I am looking for something for Violet for my daughter. Okay. Well, I think at the beginning of this, Violet had come up and met you in the square. So did Violet maybe take off and go um, go somewhere else or, or go to do some other activity? Uh, so I think that I would be shopping with Violet rather than like trying to get her a surprise gift. Like spending time with her is too critical. Okay. So then I think... You are with Violet and browsing the different booths. So, you know, what what are you looking at? What are you talking about? So how was your day, darling? It was good. Um, you know, just school and all that. But um yeah, what about you, Mom? How was the how's the decoration? Oh, it was wonderful. You would have loved it, Vi. It was we turned Harry's Halloween store into a winter wonderland. You would have thought it was amazing. I will say the rest of my team seems to be a little head over heels focused on that Wesley boy. Uh, he's a nice man, but they feel I, it just seems like folks are a little too focused in the wrong places, if you know what I mean. And I'll like elbow her a little bit. It's his ass. Ugh. That's the wrong place. That is what I was hinting at. Well, I mean, he is cute, mom, but. I, I don't know. I, why do people like him so much? I don't know. He's got the spirit of the hamburee. He's got a charming smile. Uh, he's funny. He's nice. He's hardworking. You know, he really knows how to light up a room. Well, I mean. Ooh, what about this guy? And I like grab like a small, like stitched handbag off of a booth. I think Violet will say, well. Well, hold on a second, Mom. What? You just listed out like 10 good things about him. Are you sure you're not a little interested in him, too? And she kind of elbows her mom back. I learned a long time ago, uh, Violet, that... <laughs> oh, hold on. I, need, I, I didn't give myself a last name, and I need to in order to use it here. Uh, oh, uh, I need to give her a middle name. Violet Noel Walters, I know better than to go falling for some charming fella during the holidays. I think Violet's going to roll her eyes and be like, okay, mom, we get it. Dad was a jerk, <laughs> but it's been 18 years and I don't know, maybe, maybe this Wesley guy is nice. He is nice. He's, he's very lovely. I just, listen, you, this I want to just make sure that this holiday is fantastic and perfect and special for you. Don't don't worry about me. Um, I think she's going to sigh and just say, well, mom, I just I'm going to be OK, you know, and I just I want to know that you're OK, too. OK, so if you if you want to fall in love with Wesley or Harold or anybody, I, I think you should. And, and I, I would be happy for you. And then I think she comes to, like, give you a hug. Yeah, I hug her back. Uh, Fucking Gimlar girls bullshit up in here. <laughs> you are the bit. sweetest, sweetest girl who ever lived. I'm going to be all right, Vi. I'm going to be okay. Now, we have to get you something special before the hamburger. Because they're going to raise all the prices. <laughs> 
<laughs> so then I think as you say that, then then actually Wesley walks up and uh, he's kind of walking by. Uh, looks like he's headed towards the the platform. He kind of stops when he sees you and he says, oh, Carol Ann, what, what, what a pleasure to see you. And and who might this be? Uh, Your daughter. It is my it is my pleasure to introduce my daughter, Violet Walters. And uh, Wesley kind of reaches his hand out uh, and Violet takes it and they shake. And then he says, your daughter, I, I don't believe it, Carol Ann. Younger sister, surely. <laughs> Oldest oh, trick in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like literally like pat him on the shoulder, like that, that stop. <laughs> like, oh, well, maybe. Damn, Carolyn. She, believe it or not, she is my daughter, uh, and my absolute pride and joy. Um, so I think Violet is going to kind of um, like sense the vibes, and also I really don't want to play two characters in a single scene. So she is going to just say, "Oh, thanks, Mom." Well. <laughs> I just remembered I have to run back to the library, so I'm going to grab the book and then I'll I'll meet you back here in, in 15 minutes. OK, it, it was it was lovely to meet you, Wesley. And then she kind of elbows you uh, subtly as she turns around and leaves. I'll turn around as she's leaving and I'll, I'll like give her the I'll like give her a stare like yeah. <laughs> we will talk about this when you get home. The hairy eyeball. Yeah, uh, it's a classic. Uh, uh, my mom gives then, it. Yeah, I'll turn back around. And I think hearing the dulcet tones of the kazoo in, in the square, uh, I'll say, well, Wesley, I seem to have uh, lost my escort. I don't suppose you would give me this dance while we wait. Oh my God. Okay, you're gonna have to roll for that. I feel like that's a physical I- skill. Really don't appreciate how you started the scene shitting on all of our characters who are just playing the like the actual point of the game, which is to get the man. And then you're like, yeah, fuck this guy. Fuck these people trying to get the man. Also, I'm a steal you, man. Watch me. Listen, Fucker. my. Uh, okay. How, how, my is this a permission. Skill? how is this? A physical oh, it's my skill? dancing. That's what I'm saying. It's my dance. My dancing isn't a physical skill. I okay. just feel like yeah. dancing okay. is a physical so skill. Okay, so I think I think he'll he'll accept, and he'll kind of like raise an eyebrow and be like, <laughs> "I'll wink at him." Like when he raises an eyebrow, I will I will wink. Okay, so I think now you need to roll for for how well you dance. That is a right. fifteen. Perfect. That was you roll two sixes and plus, plus three. three. Oh my god! <laughs> and and then they just start know? they start hitting it right there. What to you the didn't kazoo. know is that before I got pregnant, I dreamed of being a dancer. Oh my god! Okay. Right. Of campaigns where Mo is the main character, no matter how hard I try. I am not the main character of any of our campaigns. I'm you just are now. You just roll the 15. I'm just sad I didn't get a shot at rolling here. And the Mo rolls a 15. Damn. Savage. Um, um, okay. I think it's a swing dance. I really think it's a swing dance. All right. Tell us what happens. I'm, I'm annoyed. Tell us what happens. <laughs> Uh, Thank you, John. I think that he like raises an eyebrow and accepts my hand, and then I like pull in close, 
And I'm like, would you like to lead or should I? Uh, oh, my God. And I think, <laughs> I think Wesley starts Jesus. leading. Uh, and I think he like he's a stellar dancer. Just no one's surprised because he's amazing. Obviously. But I think what no one in this town knows is that Carol Ann has always been a dancer. Uh, it's just when was she going to have time to dance between raising her daughter and working her two jobs? And I think it's just like a like a there's probably like in the center of the square away from all the booths. There's just like some folks. There's some some holiday music in the background and some folks are sort of dancing. And I think like we go into like a, a slow, gentle dance at first and the speed sort of starts to pick up. And by the time I'm like twirling and my skirt is like spinning in the air, uh, there's like a circle sort of watching us dance at that point. Wow. Okay. I think we end on a final number where uh, he does a lift. Well, okay. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, so you don't get dirty dancing in the first. <laughs> no. There's God no damn lift. It. There's no lift. It's a 15. There's I'm no lift. Um, there's no lift. What does well, happen I've though is that. I've lost the game. <laughs> The worst part of this uh, is so peek behind the curtain. I'm keeping track of how well you guys are doing with the love interest. Basically, like each of you has a score with him. And I can't remember if I already gave Mo a point or if I still need to give Mo a point. So we're, we're I'm, this is all going to be a little fun. We already know we've lost. You... It honestly doesn't matter anymore. When you roll a 15, listen. how do we come back from that? <laughs> I, listen, whether or not I get the point. Uh, it's okay. I just think we got a lovely scene and really it's about my daughter. So, okay. It's fine. So I think <laughs> as you're kind of, you know, a crowd is gathered and the dulcet tones of the kazoo are, are fading out of the, of the song. You actually hear a shout. I want. Hemsworth is dead. There, there's no, okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's no Hemsworth. <laughs> there's no physical Hemsworth. <laughs> What are you talking about? Mo just said Hemsworth is dead. You've seen a statue of him. That's the only time you've What do you mean there's no physical Hemsworth? I don't accept that. That Carol Ann has encountered? No. She might encounter Hemsworth if they're dead. Oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry for throwing up your game. Okay. So I think I'm just thinking the erasure <laughs> as as the kazoo music is winding down, you hear a shout uh, from outside of the square. What do you do, Carolyn? Does it sound like violent? Like it could be violent. You can't tell, but I guess it could be. I take off running. OK, so I think at that you take off running and I think Wesley kind of sees you bolt and runs after you out of concern. Uh, what, what do you do next? Are you just kind of running in the direction that you heard the shout from? I'm running in the direction that I heard the shout. I'm like sort of moving my head back and forth. And I think I'm shouting Violet. Okay. So I think as you run, it seems like the shouting is continuing, but you're getting closer and you hear uh, it is indeed Violet. And you hear her say, mom. Mom. Uh, wait, I, I, uh, Violet. I will. Okay. Where, where, where's my daughter? Um. So I think you are, you are getting up to the end of Main Street, and you are turning on the intersection of Main and Spring Street. You see that there is 
there's like some cars blocking so you can't really see what's going on but you do see that there is a giant fallmark semi truck that seems to be slowly moving what what do you do i am i guess gonna run into the street or towards the semi truck uh and just keep screaming for her and looking for her trying to stop the semi truck i guess okay so i think um you're running and then you also hear wesley behind you and you finally kind of turn the corner and you see on the road kind of at the crosswalk you see violet she is on the ground on the road she has a book in one hand but her other hand is on her ankle and uh when you look closer you see that the road underneath is is pretty shiny and it looks like she has slipped on some black ice ice. and uh that was blood and her oh no no uh and her ankle appears to be twisted but as you look up, you do see that the semi truck is slowly backing up into the direction of Violet. And uh, and that's where we will end. Uh, fucking A. Fucking A.